4: Fox Sports Radio.
5: Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody. As we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's brought to you by Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote he's Aaron Torres I'm Arnie Spanier talk about a great sports talk radio night how you doing tonight Torres
6: we're very lucky Arnie last week we got Ohio State Clemson this week we got Patriots Titans a
5: fun night happy to be joined by you my friend Titans lead it 14-13 uh Patriots will have the ball first and 10 on their own 12 yard line um, I didn't even know if they were going to get the ball back ever because did you see what was going on there the last what minute where they were uh, jumping, uh, you know, giving procedure calls, but the clock was still running a rule that Belichick did earlier in the year and it was just burning the clock like crazy. They kept uh, just doing it. I think you could do it like three times.
6: Yeah, we were switching studios right there, uh, kind of in the middle of all that. I know that the Titans were driving, and then they're lining up for a punt, and then there's an offsides, and then there's a false start, and then it seemed like a little bit of a chess match between Vrabel and Belichick.
5: Yeah, and the clock was running every time they'd reset it, and Belichick was going ballistic. Oh, it was great. All right, so much going on. Again, we will keep you updated. What is going on? Patriots and Titans uh, it all comes down to this. This could be the end of a dynasty, or this could extend it another week. I'm kind of shocked. There's been no scoring in the second half. The Titans have run all over the Patriots, but the Patriots have, a, have done a good job uh, slowing down Tannehill in the passing game. Uh, Torres.
6: Yeah, it's incredible. When I got, I, you know, I left the house at halftime and got to the studio, and it feels like the entire second half, the Tennessee Titans have had the ball. Derrick Henry, a few big runs. I mean, he looks like a Uh, a pro playing against high school kids. But uh, as usual, maybe not as usual, but the Patriots have the ball driving with a chance to win.
5: All right. And, of course, I'm I'm talking to you. We're talking to the people listening, and we're keeping an eye on the game. Uh, Sometimes my heart goes up to my throat. We'll let you know what's going on there. The first game, though, and that was with loads of excitement, the Texans beat the Bills 22-19 in overtime. Um, Your initial thoughts on this one, um, because so many things go through my mind. But what were your initial thoughts on this one, Torres?
6: Yeah, uh, I will try to keep this brief because I have a million thoughts. But but two quick thoughts. One, one team had Deshaun Watson. The other one didn't. And the Bills didn't score a touchdown after the first drive of the game. You don't win many playoff games like that.
5: Really? Now, I mean, I, I tell you this now. First of all, I... I was thinking about Josh Allen through the whole game. I was like, wow, he's playing a great game. Wow, he's costing them the game. Wow, he's (laughs) (laughs) rallying them for the game. Wow, he's costing them. I said that he's costing them the game for like the third time when he threw the lateral. Remember when you saw that one? of course. like, what are you doing? What are you doing for crying out loud? Mm -hmm. Um, You don't need to do something like that. I thought the Bills kind of let this one slip through their fingers. Um, You know, they kept saying – uh, the JJ Watt sack kept it at sixteen nothing. No, it was thirteen nothing at that point, and they got a field goal out of it, so they still got three points to make it sixteen nothing at that point. Uh, and remember, Josh Allen doesn't play on the defense. The defense, um, you know, kind of gave up some big, big plays. And let's face it, they had the Sean Watson sack before he overtime, got away man. and and hit the complete pass. And also on the third and eighteen, did you notice that the clock said zero zero, the play clock? Uh, before they got the playoff, nothing was called. They get the playoff. They pick up the first down. That was the biggest play of the game, right there.
6: Yeah, I mean, you just kind of covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. But I think what you said about them uh, having Deshaun Watson in overtime, dead to rights, two guys converging on him, two guys hitting him, and him spinning out and hitting uh, the running back for excuse me, the wide receiver for a 34-yard play. That's kind of the synopsis of the game is so many missed opportunities throughout the day from the Bills. Although I would add also a lot of dumb mistakes from the Bills. Let's not, you know, take away from uh, that element of it as well. But again, it goes back to Deshaun Watson was the best player on the field and he made a ton of plays late in the third, early in the fourth.
5: He did. I was, you know, as I was writing out the show, uh, and I thought the Bills were going to win. And it was at 1.16, nothing. The first thing I wrote was, are we sure that Deshaun Watson's an elite quarterback? Oh. And then when he led him in a second-half comeback, I just, instead of crossing the whole thing out, I go, um, are we sure that he's an elite quarterback now, like you people have doubts? <laughs> yep. It was, I, um, I go back and forth on him also. Uh, he was, I thought, just horrible in the first half. He did rally them in the second half, but you can't have those type of games in the playoffs. Needless to say, all that matters is the end result, and they got the big victory there.
6: Absolutely, and by the way, for people driving in the car, the Patriots were forced to punt. The Titans have the ball back with three ten left, but I agree with you. It was amazing to watch the dichotomy kind of on social media between the first half and the second half. There were a lot of... Bill, Bill O'Brien's going to end up getting fired after this game. Is Deshaun Watson really a franchise quarterback? And I'm not saying that it was any kind of banner day for Bill O'Brien or that he's going to win any Coach of the Year awards anytime soon, but that team made adjustments that they needed to at the half. More importantly, Deshaun Watson just got hot in the second half. He made so many plays with his legs, with his arms, sometimes a combination of both. It was kind of unbelievable to, to watch it all unfold. Uh, the Bills were up 16 nothing, like you said, and then completely out of nowhere, it's 19-16. The the, the the Texans have a chance to put it away. They obviously don't. We go to overtime, and that's where the show I mean, that was,
5: a, that was a great stop by the Bills to force it where they could come down and get the tie-in field goal, though that last drive just to get the tie-in field goal was a complete mess. I mean, that well, was like the worst way to run out of clock. I have mean, 15 seconds left. Usually I might take one shot at the end zone. I might just kick it now. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen if you don't kick it now and tie this thing up and go the overtime, Torres. Well,
6: let's make no mistake. They had two chances at the game yes. time field yeah. goal. The first drive was worse than the second one. And that was when, of course, um, they had – they. I, I forget what it was. What was it, about third and four? It was, it was, a cl- it was close range then there was a, a intentional grounding and then he took a sack and it was it, 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 they they you know there was talk of should they punt on fourth down they decided to to not punt on i think it was uh fourth and 27 or 29 or something like that D- josh allen drops back he gets sacked and thankfully the defense did get the stop there it was just a bananas game uh, from both sides, there there was a point in the fourth quarter, Ernie, where I was like, neither of these teams deserves to win if we're being perfectly honest.
5: Did you think uh, that Josh Allen played a good game? I mean, if you looked at the stats, you could say, okay, 24-46, they threw probably more than they wanted to, a little less than 300. Uh, but he had nine carries, 92 yards, had that great opening drive. Or did you felt that he cost him the game? Remember, he didn't play defense, so don't pin the 22 on him, though, Torres. (laughs) I wasn't going to. Um, I I didn't think it was his best
6: game, and it was, you know, the first series, he had the long run and obviously had the touchdown catch. For people who didn't see Josh Allen, yes, opening drive of the game had a touchdown catch. What I saw was a young quarterback, when he was on script early, he looked like the next Marino, Elway, whatever, And then all of a sudden you get off script. You let that defense get comfortable Uh, and a defense that's really been up and down from the Texans this year. And I think it's really kind of what you said, Arnie, I I can't pin the loss on him, but there were three, four, five decisions throughout the game and really specifically late in the game. You mentioned the lateral that uh, easily could have been recovered by the Texans to essentially win the game. Um... I didn't think it was his best performance. He looked like a young 21, 22-year-old in his first playoff game. All
5: right, talking about uh, a big part of the game right now, Tennessee has it third and eight with 2.54 left, but the Patriots are burning their timeouts. They only have one left, so uh, a first down here would certainly kind of salt things away, and I believe they did. So I don't know if the Patriots are going to get the ball back right now. The two-minute warning will stop at once. The Patriots will have a timeout, so – that will stop it twice, but it's looking – its gonna. if they do get the ball back, there's not going to be a whole heck of a, a time left. And right now the Titans with a 14-13 lead. I said to you uh, as we were filling in all week long, I, I liked all the dogs. Buffalo didn't come through. It was close. Titans are that much closer now. Uh, I don't know if you'd say this was a big upset, but, man, this was uh, – I don't know how many people saw the Titans going into Foxborough winning this game, Aaron. Well, you know,
6: it's crazy because we filled in all week for uh, Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. And there were a lot of people that were saying it could could happen. And it was funny because when the matchups got set on Sunday, you and I came in Monday, and I thought I was Mr. Hot Take by saying I think the Titans are going to (laughs) go into Foxborough. I really did. And then we started talking to Jason Cole and some of the other NFL writers that we had on throughout the week. And it seemed like this was the sentiment. But – I would also say there's a difference between it being the sentiment and it actually happening and how many times have the Patriots been doubted over, frankly, the last 20 years since the start of this thing only for them to come out on top with a win, with a Super Bowl win, with whatever. But this is looking, like you said, Arnie, there's 2.08 left in this game. We're about to hit the two-minute warning. Um, And if the Patriots do get the ball back, there's not going to be very much time left at all.
5: No, not at all. I'm I'm wondering, do you watch this game right now? Are you into the game? Or are you thinking this could be Tom Brady's last game with the Patriots? This could be Tom Brady's last game in the NFL, though I, I seriously doubt that. Or um, Because I really don't care about that at this moment. I'm thinking right now, who's going to win this game? And Henry just picked up a first down with two minutes left in the game and the Patriots still with one timeout. I don't even know if they could – Maybe just take your knee three times if that's going to chew up enough clock there, Aaron. First of all, I hate the fact that you are about 15 seconds ahead of us.
6: We just got the first down right now. So uh, we are at the two-minute warning with the first down. I don't think the Patriots are going to get the ball back. And the thing is, is, it's not just the time on the clock and the amount of timeouts they have and all that, it's that the Titans have the leading rusher in the NFL in oh, the backfield. And he's been fantastic. And he's been fantastic. The Patriots haven't had an answer for him all day. The the Titans have essentially just been running the ball between the tackles and the Patriots have had no answer. I think this is it, Arnie. We talked about it all week. Could this be it? Could this be the end? Could it be the end not only of the Patriots' season, but obviously furthermore could it be the end of the dynasty as well? We're two minutes away, exactly two minutes from potentially exactly that happening.
5: You know, people remember where they were when man first landed on the moon. People remember where they were when we had the World Series earthquake. Maybe we'll look back at this as long as we're doing the show saying, remember when we were doing the show and the dynasty ended for the New England Patriots? How about that?
6: We will say, where were you when the – and I said, man, I was stuck with Arnie Spanier. <laughs> I was on national radio. That part was great, but unfortunately I was with Arnie Spanier.
5: Yeah, can you imagine that? We'll go back. We'll think about this. And and make no mistake about it, we're at the two-minute warning, and there could be two minutes left in this dynasty for the Patriots. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Tom Brady gets the ball back. Remember now, they don't have to get a touchdown. They just need a field goal, and if anybody can do it, it's going to be Brady and the Patriots You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. When we get back, is the dynasty over or does it continue? We'll have the answer for that right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your
1: favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet.
5: The dynasty is over, Torres. It is O V E R. The Patriots are going to lose. Well, there's still nine seconds left. In theory, Torres, the Patriots are going to lose.
6: Imagine if they came back. The for people who aren't uh, are in the car, the Titans just had a pick six. Return for a touchdown. If he goes
5: down, then the game is over.
6: Yes. If I was just telling the guys (laughs) back, Mike Vrabel, when he when he caught the interception and he returned it for a touchdown, was mad because if he just dropped to a knee, they can close out the game. Now they're up seven and appear to be going for two to make it a nine
5: nine point. No, absolutely, it's a that's that's the right move. Well, what happens if you just kick it, they'll go up by eight, then the Patriots need the touchdown and the two-point conversion just to tie you. But there's no way they go for a two-point conversion if they're – um down by 7 they'll just kick the extra point and go in the overtime, correct? Is that the thinking there?
6: I would think so. If they get a touchdown <laughs> in uh 9 seconds, if they go the length of the field, then you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there already yeah, yeah,
5: I remember the Dolphins did it against the Patriots, so it's uh, it's not impossible. We we've, we've seen crazier stuff. Um so right now the Patriots trail. Tennessee leads it 20-13. It's going to be a 7-point lead. There's nine seconds left, um, and uh, the conversion's no good. So uh, it's uh, it's going to come down to this kickoff, and then uh, a hail mary if they can get into the end zone. Aaron,
6: uh, yeah, and I I don't know if you've seen Tom Brady throw throw it all this year, Arnie. Uh, you know he oh, they ain't. They're going to they gonna have to put in Stidham. I
5: don't understand.
6: <laughs> he ain't. I was going to say he ain't exactly Cam Newton or uh, Matthew Stafford in, in his prime as far as arm strength right now.
5: All right, you want to get it, and now we should probably be hearing from a lot of people. Uh, out there, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius. One uh, already, Eddie is a chiming in. Pick six. It's over. I guess Brady's pulling out his Philip Rivers impersonation today. They're <laughs> starting the pile on, and the clock is not hit zero. Do you think? Let's let me start with this before we break down the game. Let me. Do you think the average fan forget about the Patriot fan? The average fan is happy. The dynasty is over. Are they enjoying it, or they're like, you know what? Good for you, Patriots. It was a good run. Um, we certainly can respect it.
6: No. Tonight, everyone's just ding-dong, the witch is dead. That's really what it is. Uh, you know, if, if I know social media isn't always a reflection of society, but I think a lot of people are tired of watching these guys year in and year out uh, as they are doing the lateral thing, and the game is officially over, Artie. Yes. It's officially zeros on the clock, coaches shaking hands, the Patriots have lost to the Tennessee
5: Titans 20-13. to Right. So you you think people are kind of piling on right now, glad that the dynasty is over, enjoying the moment right now?
6: I think they are loving every second of it. Now, in week, we have two and a half hours to get to it. If this is it for Tom Brady, if this is it for him with the Patriots or whatever, whatever the next iteration of the Patriots is, I do think we'll look back and say, man, I miss them at some point but that point is not tonight. I think people are thrilled to see the Patriots lose.
5: Right, let me ask you this. If the Patriots would have lost this game 33-30, okay, or whatever, let's say they scored 30 points, Tom Brady had a big game, would that have made a difference than what he did tonight at 20 of 37, 209 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, in the feeling on Man. whether they wanted to bring him back or do you think they've already kind of decided that in the back of their mind what they want to do from here on out?
6: Man, I hate when you ask good questions. <laughs> I hate when you ask a question because this is what we've been talking about for months right. now. Is this, why you is, think you
5: think one game well, after twenty? It comes down the after twenty years. It comes down the one game era, and that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Or well,
6: what is it really? One game or did he go uh, sixteen of twenty nine for two hundred twenty one yards against the Dolphins, right? And uh, 128 yards against the Bengals, and one hundred eighty nine right. yards against the well, Chiefs.
5: If we're gonna, if we're gonna use that then are you going to tell me then if he had 350 yards today in a win or uh, 30 points in a loss, we're thinking a different story here, saying, okay, the old man still has it, we'll get a receiver for him, we'll sure up that offensive line, and we'll be back as new. Is that is that what you're thinking?
6: No. I'm thinking no? that it was a good question by you initially, and it comes back to what we have been talking about in this time slot when we preview the NFL four months. This has been – a year where Lamar Jackson has emerged in Baltimore, where Patrick Mahomes was playing like an MVP prior to injury and played really well down the stretch. You can't try to win every game 20 to 17 or 17 to 13 or whatever. Right. And I don't think, unless they completely revamp the skill position guys, the wide receivers, I don't think that they are a team that is going to compete in the AFC as, const- as constituted right now going forward.
5: Now, does that mean you can't bring him back for another year talking about Tom Brady? Does that mean to say, well, look, we're still better than the Jets. We're still better than the Dolphins. Um, flip a coin on what the Bills will be like next year, but I'll take Brady over Josh Allen. Some people um, might be saying there. So um, one more year won't do it. Tom Brady won't be thinking about that or, you know, that comes to the negotiation tables.
6: Well, here's my question for you. You live in the belly of the beast out there in New England. Um Tom Brady's obviously not under contract. We all know that. Right. Will he want to come back for one year? I mean, this is a guy with pride too. Now, I mean, this guy isn't any anybody's charity case. He's a Hall of Famer, maybe the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, you can't just throw him a bone for a one-year deal and kind of try to extend this thing out one more year. I mean, I think he wants. I think he wants
5: to keep playing, and I think he wants some stability going forward. All right, uh, and we'll continue talking about that. But now that it is a final, and the clocks did hit zero. Let's give some love for the Titans. How about that? Coming into New England in the Foxboro and beating the uh, uh, champs there, the Patriots 20 to 13 really was a 14-13 game, but they get the late touchdown. Um, their defense stepped up. I thought when the Patriots were moving the ball in the first half. And I think the key to the game, Aaron, or the turning point, it was 10. It was 10-7 Patriots. They had the ball, first and goal at the one. They get in there. It's 17-7. Even with the Titans getting the ball to start the second half, it's pretty tough to win on the road coming back in Foxborough anytime. yet alone down by 10. Um, Whole different point. They hold them to a field goal. I think that's the first time the Patriots have not gotten in the end zone and first to go from the one. It's a different ball game as they come back at the touchdown. All of a sudden the Titans are up 14-13 instead of being down 17-7. There's no doubt, and that
6: was the that was the one. So it you and I do this every week, and I think everybody listening, we have a very educated audience, they're watching football every week. But if you're the casual fan that yeah. kind of is kind of in and out on a Sunday and maybe watches a game here and there and then really locks in for the playoffs, and you think, okay, this is the Patriots, they always figure it out when it matters, I think that was the series that made you say, uh, this year is kind of different. I mean, they, they were right there, and they had a chance, as you said, Arnie, to go up uh 14 to to seven they have to kick the field goal and so I'm just sitting there saying that to me was the series where you you even a Patriots fan had to say this is not the same as it
5: used to be no it, it, not by not by a long shot come be Dave wow thanks thinking genius I'm enjoying the Patriots loss good job ending their dynasty I I didn't do anything here. I didn't you play did yeah. you
6: spoken into existence you're like LeVar Ball Uh, Eddie he
5: says, hey, I'm an average fan. I love watching this collapse. Pats finally get beat in their own house when it matters most, loving it. Uh, I think you're right there, Aaron. I think a lot of the even average fan, casual fan, or fans of another team who just tuned in to watch a good football game is enjoying this right now, the the demise of the Patriots and Tom Brady.
6: Yeah, and listen, they're such a unique dynasty in the sense that it's not just that they've won a lot. It's that they've won, let's be honest, Arnie, with a lot of controversy. There was Spygate and there was Deflategate and there was Deflategate, or Spygate 2 that just happened a few weeks ago and Belichick is salty with the media and Brady, you know, whatever. This is not the typical dynasty that just wins and wins and wins. They've won, and there has been controversy along the way. I think that all plays into the fact that I think a lot of people
5: outside of your area of the world in New England are really enjoying this tonight. If on Wednesday when we were filling in, before you gave your prediction, I could tell you um, one stat, and I gave you Ryan Tannehill had 72 yards passing, you would have said what?
6: I would have said... uh... I, I wouldn't have predicted the Titans to win.
5: No, you would have thought they would have gotten clobbered.
6: No, I wasn't going to say. I, I don't think. I don't. I don't know if I would have thought they would have gotten clobbered. I oh, would. I, have would. I would have said, oh,
5: well, they lost thirty three to ten then, or something like that.
6: Yeah, I mean, I've just watched too many Patriots games where, like I said, Tom Brady one hundred twenty eight yards versus Cincinnati, one hundred sixty nine yards versus KC, uh, two hundred twenty one yards against Miami. I, I I didn't think it would be. Uh, I I would have thought the Titans would have lost, but I thought it would have been seventeen to three. Not whatever it was, 20 to 13.
5: And then if I told you Derrick Henry had 182 yards rushing, forget about what you knew about Tannehill, then what would you have thought?
6: I would have said, uh, go Titans. I don't know. Do they have a catchphrase? Is there, you know,
5: go Titans, go or something like that? Uh, then I would have said, wow. Then they really took care of the Patriots, um, because the Patriots don't do a good job stopping the run. And that was evident today. Derrick Henry was a beast. Um, All throughout the game for for the Titans, he just came up big.
6: Yeah, and listen, this is who the Titans have been. And the one thing that I do like about the Titans is that they are an organization, at least this season, they know who they are. Give the ball to Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill's been good, but they have that balance. He has been able to pick up big yards when they've needed him throughout the season, and he just bullied that Patriots defense. I mean, there was two or three runs where he – I think I even said it earlier in the show, but he just looked like uh, uh, you know, the high school kid coming to, down to practice against the JV, just throwing guys to the side. So a uh, great night for the Titans, but what I've liked about them the last couple weeks is they made this run – They know who they are. It starts with Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill's gotten a lot of the buzz because the win-loss record has been good, but it's been about Derrick Henry.
5: Uh, Twitter's exploding. We'll get back to more of your tweets at Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, I'm at genius, one More on the game, more on if the Patriots dynasty is over. How about the Titans? We'll get to all that. First off, first check of the night. With our buddy Steve the what's trending tonight? The Sager,
10: uh, this game. Hello, gentlemen. It had wow. been eight straight AFC Championship game appearances for the Pats. Not this year. They didn't get a first-round bye, and they lose a home playoff game, 20 to 13, to Tennessee. And wow. Arnie, I love at the top of the hour you brought up how the New England Patriots got out Belichicked by the former Patriot, yes. <laughs> Mike Vrabel, the coach on the other sideline, after his quarterback dropped a third and short. Snap! So they not only didn't get the first down, but the Titans couldn't try the long field goal. They have a new kicker, Greg Joseph. They've had him for just the last two games. He didn't attempt a single field goal. So even though it was a close game at the time, 14-13 lead, they did not try the long field goal and they lined up to punt. And the visiting team took over a minute off the clock on one down wow. with the delay and then the false start. Oh, it was just—it was—and stewing on the sidelines, you're correct, was Bill Belichick. <laughs> he was going ballistic. The exact thing he would have done to the opposition with over five minutes I don't get the rule. How many left.
5: times are you allowed to do that, to Sager? Well,
10: it's unsportsmanlike if you have the in-a-row uh, delay of games— But remember, one of them was a false start, or if you have the in-a-row false start, because they clearly are on to what you're doing. They couldn't
5: have chewed up the
10: whole four minutes? No, no, and then we'd we'd get under five minutes to go, and then the timing rules are different. But remember, there was a third penalty, which was the Patriots jumping off. So it was just a, a small, small thing amidst all that was going on in this game. And remember that Logan Ryan for the titans missed a pick six dropped an interception in the first half and then he's the guy that gets the late pick six to make it the 2013 final derrick henry 34 carries 182 yards and a touchdown against the nfl's number one ranked defense this year the pats only allowed 14 points per game this season and up until the final seconds they had only allowed 14 points game tonight but they allowed all those yards on the ground from derrick henry and they allowed a titans very long drive in the fourth quarter as well so brady didn't have much to work with at the end and by the Mm. way as far as derrick henry in his playoff debut a couple of years ago he had 156 yards rushing and a score in a comeback at kansas city again this was even better than that tennessee advances so we do know that, uh, well, for example, New England last month had lost at home to Kansas City, and so that's why the Chiefs were off. They got the number two seed. Kansas City plays at home Sunday, January 12th, against the Houston Texans, who came back for the overtime win. Houston at KC next Sunday. That means the Tennessee Titans at Baltimore next Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That is decided. The Texans come back. They were down at home 16-0 late third quarter and beat Buffalo on a short field goal in overtime, 22-19. You know, the Patriots had started the season 8-0. And they went four and five the rest of the way. <laughs> the Bills had started the season nine and three. They lost four of their last five games, and the Bills are out. Wow, Buffalo still hasn't won a playoff game since the 1995 season. They have lost six straight in the postseason. This matchup, Bills Titans today first in the Super Bowl era, that's 50-plus years, where the quarterbacks each had over 50 yards rushing. Deshaun Watson, 55 on the ground in the win. Josh Allen, 92 yards rushing. In fact, the QBs each led their respective teams in rushing. Minnesota will play at New Orleans tomorrow on Fox TV 1 p.m. Eastern time. Philadelphia tight end Zach Ertz with his broken rib was cleared to play tomorrow against the Seahawks. Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy declared for the NFL draft. In the NBA, Utah won its fifth fifth straight. Oklahoma City won its fifth in a row. Memphis won easily at the Clippers, 140 to 114. And Charlotte has won in overtime at Dallas, 123 to 120, despite Luka Doncic of the Mavs having another triple-double, including 39 points. And finally, in the top ten of college hoops, Louisville lost at home to Florida State. Memphis lost at home to Georgia. And number ten, Villanova lost at Marquette. Again, the playoff winners in the NFL, Titans. Titans. And the Texans in overtime. Back to you.
5: I love it. Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Rich Orenberger tweeted this out, uh, Torres. Um, The Patriots lost to Houston, Miami, and Tennessee. All three head coaches, proteges of Bill Belichick, of course O'Brien and Flores' assistants, Rabel, a former player, boom, and remember Matt Patricia beat him last year, um, I think to get his first win as a as a yeah. Lions head coach. Yeah, and, so. er-
6: and Eric Mangini beat him like nine years ago.
5: Uh, <laughs> it, if, wow, it, look
7: at
6: you! Listen, I love Rich as much as the next guy. I don't, you don't like no, that one, huh? I mean, I, the the torch has been passed feels a little aggressive that'd be like me being like oh uh Virginia Tech beat Duke tonight the torch has been passed in the ACC like if you want to say that that this era is over that's one thing but I don't when when I'm talking about my Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches in three years I don't think Bill O'Brien uh and and uh, Mike Vrabel are going to be up there at the top and Bill Belichick's going to be down at the bottom
5: yeah I have to agree with you Paul says and Paul's part of Bill's Mafia so I I don't know why Be he's careful. picking on the Patriots. He says, one thing the Patriots can't cheat, father time. Love it. Yeah, yeah, they can't cheat, father time. South Beach says, uh, breaking news, guys, Tom Brady going to the Broncos, Gronk going to join him, perfect spot. That didn't take long for people to start speculating on where Brady's going to go to now.
6: You know who, who where the only place I haven't heard Brady going to next year? New England. <laughs> what do you,
5: nah, seriously, everyone's got, a,
6: everyone's got an opinion. Uh, our buddy Todd Furman, I, I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek or if he was serious, but he said – I would open the line as uh the Chargers as the favorite to be the the uh, Tom Brady's landing spot for next season. So I agree with him on that. I listen, I don't disagree, but I I just think that it's uh it's interesting um that you know, it's one thing for like you and I to speculate on stuff like that. It's definitely another if if he is uh being serious that uh he would make Tom Brady as the favorite to be the Chargers starting quarterback next
5: season. I'm just shocked that the Patriots would let him go. Why would you, um, even if he was just an average quarterback and you're Robert Kraft and you've had the success that you've had uh, with the six Super Bowls under Brady, why would you say, ah, the heck with it, give him the two more years. What do I care? I've had the six Super Bowls. I've had a great run. What am I? I'm in so dire need of that seventh one. I'm going to kick Brady to the curb and get some, what, rookie in here? Get yeah. another veteran, bring in Cam Newton. Andy who? Who, yeah, Dolan, who am I going to bring in that's going to make me so happy that I am feel like I'm going to be the Super Bowl favorites? What the heck? Might as well just stay with Brady. Or, unless what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Tua. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to get Joe Burrow. Is going to fall into my lap. That, none of that's going to happen. So see. why not keep Brady for another two more years and see what you roll the dice, see what it
6: comes up with? And that's my counter argument it's interesting because. The Charger stuff. You and I were talking about this three or four weeks ago. I'm not saying we were the first ones or anything like that, but it was kind of like this. But let's say
5: we were the first. One. Yeah,
6: we we broke okay. it on air. Uh, but it, it was something that kind of like you put the puzzle pieces together. It makes sense. And now everybody is like, "Well, he's definitely not coming back next year." And I sit here and say, "I, well, know- I don't
5: think he's." I don't think he's coming back. I'm just giving, telling you what I would do if I owned the Patriots.
6: But I I, I think it swung too far the other way, where everyone's just like, "Well, he's going to L.A." It's like. Like, I get it, but I also, I'm not sure that I really get it because it, it's one of those things where, like you said, what is the Patriots' backup plan? What, what it? it so you're just going to give up on Tom Brady because he, he just won the AFC East again, mind you. Right. They just went, what, 12 and four in the regular season. And you're just going to completely move on from him with who as the,
5: you know, it's well, like. Let me ask you this. If, if you. If we did one of those major running polls out there for Let's just Patriot fans, okay, right, that just took – and I said, do you want Brady back right now, yes or no? Even after the loss and it's fresh in your mind, what do you think it would be, 50-50, 80-20? What, what do you think the vote – I think it would be 50-50, I'm guessing.
6: You live in New England. You really yeah. think – in New England – I mean, I was watching that game. I saw stay Tom, stay signs. I saw a guy – Oh, you wearing- think
5: it would be, be worse? better for Tom Brady is what you're saying.
6: I think people in New England.
5: I, I think people
6: in New England are smart enough to know they got it pretty freaking good. And if the alternative is Andy Dalton or banged up Cam Newton, I mean, listen, we all trust Belichick, and we've seen him do it with other guys, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Castle. But it's one thing for it to be a a six game, a four game, a twelve game window with one of those guys, and it's another thing to just completely cut ties. So, I get where the where I get where the conversation comes from of this is over, but I think it's swung too far that it's like 100% a done deal, and I don't buy that at all.
5: Uh, what do you making of Tennessee? Let's give them a little bit more love. They go and they get the victory. Any chance they can do it to Baltimore? Um, and maybe this is not the best matchup for Baltimore when you take a look at this right now.
6: Well, I... Don't know that I agree with that. I see our our buddy Bernie Fratto already texted in that Baltimore is going to open as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Tennessee.
5: Wow, that's some
6: serious number there. It is. I I would just think that from the way that I would look at it, I don't think they're a terrible matchup because Derrick Henry could do what he did tonight, which is just pound the ball between the tackles and keep Lamar Jackson off the field. The best way to beat a team like the Baltimore Ravens is to keep Lamar Jackson off the field. But I – it's – you can't win. I don't think you can win putting up 20 points like they did tonight. And, by the way, uh, one of those touchdowns came on a pick six with nine seconds left. So, uh, it's a little early. Uh, you know, I'm still kind of in Patriots-Titans mode, but I don't think that's a great matchup for Tennessee.
5: You know, you could look back to when it was fourth and six for the Patriots, three twelve left. I understand you have to punt, but they never really got the ball back. Are you willing to say, let's not roll the dice on fourth and six? Belichick has gone for it before. Um Why not? Again, you never really got the ball back to try to tie the or try to win the game, and I'm sure he's kicking himself. Though it took a couple of third down plays to to get those first downs for the Titans, though.
6: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty crazy because obviously he he punted with what about three minutes left
5: there, and three three I think it was like three and change, three fifteen or something like that.
6: And it was only fourth and four too, and it was interesting because I I do go back to that uh, Texans Bills game. And obviously look people are always going to be critical of whatever but there was criticism of Sean McDermott for not punting and going for it and there was criticism of Bill of Bill O'Brien for trying to go for it I get that if you don't get it you you leave uh you know you you leave Tennessee in pretty good shape uh to to not only run out the clock but to be very close to scoring a touchdown I think you're right Arnie I think he probably should, you're, you know, you're being right a lot today. I don't like it one bit, but I I think he maybe should have gone for it. It wasn't fourth and 11. It was fourth and four there with three and change to go.
5: JT says, I hear what you're saying regarding assistance beating Belichick. I think it's mostly um, just football. With One caveat, most teams are uh, beatable by Belichick before the game starts, like McVay in the Super Bowl. Not so with his assistants. They're not afraid of him. I don't know if I buy that that the game that most coaches are like already psychologically beat by Belichick before the game even starts. Um, you know, those were like the old days. I don't think now.
6: Well I don't I don't think that's an unfair point by JT. I and again, I love Rich Orenberger, but I mean Bill O'Brien, yeah, they they won a few weeks ago at home. Uh, but Bill O'Brien's lost plenty to to Bill Belichick. I, it, you know this doesn't feel like a passing of the torch to me from a coaching perspective. Maybe it's time for the organization to go in a different
5: direction. But Belichick's going to still be Belichick. Texans win. Titans win. More on the game when we get back. Right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM.
0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com
7: slash with Amex. Terms apply.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
7: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, you want to hear something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. You see millions of people a year getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Uh, Tom Brady says, hey, I'm not going to predict the future. Who? Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be back, but... Uh, You know, pretty much uh, he's not going to say one way or the other what's going to happen. It doesn't sound like a guy that feels pretty confident he's going to be back, though.
6: Well, he's not under contract. And so, I mean, because he's not under contract, that makes it an easy out. I do think, listen, what what would you put the percentage Arnie? If I said today the percentage that Tom Brady is back in New England? I would probably say 50 percent. See, I feel 50 percent. I feel the same way. I do yeah. feel like if you go online right now, you go on social media, people make it sound like it's 10-90, 10 10 percent that he's back, 90% that he's not. I think that you brought up a great point last segment, which is it's easy to say he didn't look good. He ain't the answer. He's not what he was six, seven, eight years ago. Heck, two years ago. On the alternative side, they went 12-4, and they won the AFC East, and they don't have a backup plan right now. So be fascinating.
5: You know, I, I I, want you to know, I think that other people, the fans will say, look what Tom Brady did in his last game. I don't think we should do that, though. I think you should look at the overall big picture if you're the Patriots and Bill Belichick. And like we brought up, why would you get rid of him um, if he wants to play one or two more years? You have no plan in succession. Now that you know that, um, you know that he's a free agent, you sign him for two years, you draft a rookie quarterback, and you make Tom teach him. Uh, you know, under his tutor tutelage to say, hey, he's going to be your heir apparent. Um, you know, let's let's learn a little bit of the tricks of the trades or something like that.
6: Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking about last segment when you were talking, when you were setting that that whole thing up. Is this isn't Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers where Aaron Rodgers no, has been waiting no. two or three years and he is ready to go? You don't have a backup plan right now, and so I just think, like I said, it's so easy to sit there and say, oh, it's it's over. He's going to the chart. It's like. Well, who so and and who is going to start week one? You saw uh, Robert Kraft in that uh, box today. You saw Bill Belichick on the sideline. Neither of those guys is going anywhere, and I know it's easy to say Tom Brady's done, but then again, what's the alternative? A banged-up Cam Newton, a banged-up Andy Dalton drafting a rookie? I still think it's probably, I know we just said 50-50. I would go even more 51-49, more likely, to use a Ted Wells term, more likely than not that Tom Brady is your starting quarterback. To I starting think you season.
5: should back up on one thing. When you said Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. He's not um, leaving. He's not leaving now. No, 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 I'm talking about next year. I'm just talking about okay, next okay, year. Okay. was it, you know How many more years do you think this guy's got well, left? How many gonna, more years do, do you want to continue instead of, you know, my goodness, you want to enjoy a little bit of your life. He likes to fish. He's got a boat. I mean, how many times do you want to be busy, you know, pretty much 10 months a year it seems like.
6: Well, uh I think there's a pretty good indicator that he isn't planning on leaving anytime soon. That's that your buddy Josh McDaniels is uh is is is, is looks like he's going to be interviewing for jobs here over the next couple of days. So, I don't think Josh Dan- McDaniels would be getting ready to go anywhere if he thought Belichick was leaving uh this well, year. Well, I don't
5: blame year. him. Even if he's going to be around 3 more years, I don't think I want to go ahead and do that. Jim says now you could throw the dirt on the Patriots' grave, um which is a lot of people are doing that. There's no doubt. All right, look. Hour one in the books. We just crushed that. I don't even believe it was a whole hour. I, I want to instant I want instant replay on that to make sure we got the whole hour in. We may have to add a couple of minutes onto the clock on that one, Torres. We're uh, great. Yeah. Well come on back. Um, is it the end of a dynasty? Uh the Patriots go down. We'll talk about how great the Titans looked, which I thought they looked pretty good. Uh also let's not forget about the Texans. We got games tomorrow. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. All that coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah uh, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm in stinking genius one. Wow, what a night. What a way to start off Wild Card weekend. tonight Torres, unbelievable.
6: Oh, just a little 20-year-old two-decade dynasty potentially coming to an end. Just, you know, other than that, not too much going on tonight.
5: And it's all over Twitter. I mean, it's coming in fast and furious. Um, you know, the it's over. The dynasty is over one after another. Um, I don't know. You you would have thought that the Patriots win um every year. Uh, seems like they do, but you yeah. would have thought they'd win every year by all these uh, tweets coming in.
6: Well, what is it? Eight straight AFC championship games before this year. Three, the last three Super Bowls, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Win, win over Rams. One. Yeah, win over Rams. Lost the Eagles. Win over Falcons. So it is basically every year. Is the point?
5: Yeah, that's it's true, but not this year. Um, all right, we do have a lot to get to. Um, obviously, the early game, the Texans get by. The Bills, 22-19 in overtime. No one overlooked that because Deshaun Watson led a furious comeback for the Texans. We'll get to that. Also, as we told you, the Titans win twenty thirteen over the Patriots. It was really a 14-13 game till the pick six with nine seconds left. That wasn't really the difference, only the difference in the final score. All right, first of all, let's start with the Titans. Great performance. Still surprised that they won the game. With Tannehill only passing for 72 yards, Derrick Henry, absolute beast. The offensive line was fantastic. Don't forget what that defense did um, against the Patriots. Even though the Patriots are known for putting a lot of points on the board, 13 points in the first half, shut them out in the second. And to me, the turning point of the game, the Patriots were up 10-7. to 7. They were moving the ball. They had it first and goal on the one-yard line. They couldn't get it in. They had to settle for the field goal. That made it 13-7. Titans come back to get the touchdown. They end up taking a 14-13 lead going into halftime instead of trailing 17-7 or 17-10 going into halftime.
6: Yeah, it's really interesting the way you set that up, Arnie, because I don't even think the Titans played that great tonight. Um, they played well. Really? I wouldn't I, well, I wouldn't call it an 8. Like like It used to be to beat the Patriots on the highest level. Every, you had to play an A++ game True. across the board. And True. you look at, at the stats that you laid out there, Arnie Spanier, and you laid them out in the first hour too. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 72 yards passing. Uh, so it wasn't the perfect game, the
5: flawless game plan, whatever. And it- he only had 11 yards rushing. Usually yep. he'll give you some with his legs. He'll pick up those big first downs on a third and eight or something like that. He didn't have to do that this time around.
6: Tennessee's leading receivers, two catches for 23 yards. So the point being that it wasn't a flawless performance. It speaks to where the Patriots are now. It speaks to where they may be going in the future. But I don't think it was this incredible, flawless performance. But the dynasty, at least for one night, is over. We'll see what happens in the offseason. But
5: uh, Patriots just didn't look like the Patriots tonight. Mike Vrabel did a fantastic job. Um, it seemed like he was inside the Patriot huddle every time there was a play called. He prepared for this one. He knew exactly what's coming. By the way, the quarterback rating for Tom Brady, 59.4. I don't know if it gets much lower than uh, probably his lowest uh, playoff rating ever in the history of Tom Brady.
6: Oh, 100%. And, and it just, like I said, it just shows... What we have been saying on this show, we're the only ones in America that have been saying it, by the way, that he isn't himself. So give us a little credit. No, I'm kidding on that. But we've been saying this for weeks, Arnie. It wasn't just the Miami game last week. It wasn't just a few weeks ago against KC, losing at home, losing the Houston Texans. This has been a flawed, limited team for most of the second half of the year. Sometimes – I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, but – this was bubbling kind of on the surface for a while. We were just waiting for it to kind of explode. That's exactly what happened. It was just one of those deals where you just couldn't watch this team over the last four, five, six weeks and say, okay, they're just going to turn it on the playoffs because they're the Patriots. They just weren't that team this year.
5: No, they weren't. Now, I was watching the replay where they um, were down 14 with about nine minutes left in the game, and they got that big play deep, uh, like the 30-yard line, 25 to 30-yard line of the of the uh, Titans, but they called a uh, man downfield, um, which wasn't that egregious. I think it was like the difference of a yard or two. They didn't have to throw the flag on that one, you know? Absolutely. And so, I don't know. I just, it's in a, I, I I'm just still
6: stunned, Arnie, because we sat here and talked about it all week long. We filled in for Jason and Mike in the uh, late night show and we talked about, could it happen? Will it happen? What is it going to take? But for it to be here, for the Patriots, three straight Super Bowls, eight straight AFC Championship games, to be out on wild card weekend. They don't even play on wild card weekend, Arnie. They're not making it to the divisional round. It's going to be weird not having them next week. It'll be fun in a way, but I'm just still stunned that it actually happened.
5: Uh, Abel says, "Thinking genius, ironic uh, that it's over. Your Dolphins are the ones who you bag on never winning anything. We're the ones who help bring down the Patriots I gotta yeah you gotta remember that the win that's right um in the final week is the what that made the Patriots have to go ahead and play in this wild card weekend not that I thought they were going to go ahead and beat Kansas City even though they were playing at home um still though their, their chances would have been greater having the bye week uh but yeah the Dolphins took them down that was the beginning of the end of the New England Patriots it, it's so funny
6: because we have kind of glossed over that as if it wasn't a huge deal that a team that has been tanking all year Their best left tackle, or their starting left tackle to start the year, was playing for the Texans today. Kenny Stills was gone. Minka Fitzpatrick was gone. That team went to Foxborough, and again, it was a symptom of the larger problem with the New England Patriots, which was they just weren't very good this year. They were limited offensively. I'll tell you this: I don't know whether the whether the next season or not includes Tom Brady. They have got to retool that offense. I will be, I we don't want, I don't want to discredit what Tennessee did, but I will be so fascinated to see the the moves that Bill Belichick makes this offseason on the offensive side of the ball because they cannot, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is next year, they're not going to win if they have the same skill position guys next season.
5: Now, it's interesting because we talked now the big question will Tom Brady come back to the New England Patriots? Will he retire? Which I don't think is going to happen. Or is he going to go to another team? He is a free agent right now. LeVar Arrington was on the Herd Show with Colin Coward. And um, he brings some interesting stuff up that maybe a lot of people don't think about. Here's what LeVar had to say.
11: I think there are moving parts that Tom Brady would have to come to terms with if he were to leave Foxborough to go play somewhere else. For him to have been there, what is it, 20 years now? Think about how his locker is set up. Think about who handles the small, minute details of what he eats in the morning, what he eats in, in the noontime, what are his snacks, how does he like his socks, what type of spikes does he like, what type of compression shorts, if it's compression shorts, if it's jock strap, if it's, if, it's, if it's long pants, if it's short pants, if it's, if it's sweatshirts, are the sweats cut, like how Belichick does it, what, you name it. This is so orthotics, the 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 training regimen when I go into the training room, my heating pads, the 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 where I lay down to get my heating pads, where I sit in the meeting rooms. There are so many things just within the football aspect of it. Then now you're talking about where do you grocery shop? Do you know these people? Where do you go to eat? There's so many different things. That will play a part after you've been in a place for twenty years. That most of it may not have anything to do with. We have better players here. We have, you know, this here to offer you. He's going to have to make make sense of what a a new start and a clean slate looks like going somewhere else.
5: Uh, that was Levar Arrington. He was on with Colin Coward talking about Tom Brady. I don't know if I take it as. As much as Lavar does, I don't know if that's the overwhelming factor. I think Tom has come to grips um, that he's not going to, you know, all those small things are des- is exactly what they are, small things. Aaron, it's no different than if you switch to another network. You'd have to get used to the clock. You'd have to move. You'd have to find a new grocery store, new doctor, um, you know, where to shop, uh, you know, uh, where to live. We all do it. It's the, It's the things we have to deal with when we – move from one place to another Tom Brady is no different except he has the means and money to make it a lot easier on himself than someone like you and I yeah but that takes two things into
6: consideration though, Arnie what you just said one that he wants to leave and two that the Patriots want him to leave and so this is these are all fascinating questions but if you're Tom Brady and you can go to the Chargers and the Chargers are the most obvious example so let's just use them and, yeah, they have, maybe have – well, they don't – maybe. They have more talent on the defensive side of the ball. they got better skill position guys. But Anthony Lynn, he's kind of
5: on the hot seat going into this year. You've never worked with him. Yeah, but this is not about talent. This is you, You're bringing up talent. This is not about talent. This is not – Tom Brady's not looking at the roster saying who has the most talent. He's going to give a number to the Patriots. And if the Patriots disrespect oh, him
6: and say – Oh, stop. It, it's about that. But he's about. not going to the highest bidder, though. Don't start no, with no, the not, number. He's,
5: he'll come to the patron and say, hey, are you going to give me the two-year $50 million for $25 million a year or the two-year $60 million, $30 million a year? And if they say, no, Tom, we think you're only worth 15 to 20 and Tom's going to go after what I've done for you guys with all the discounts I've given you through my 20-year career, and they're going to say, well, we don't care about the discounts you've given us. And then Tom's going to walk out, and his ego's going to say that. And let's face it. Tom's ego's already said to the point where they put the house for sale. Um, he's already stepped down partly, a little bit to another role with that big charity. But you didn't—you
6: didn't really kind of answer. You're just—you're just stating facts. You're not really talking about the human element that I just brought up, which is, yeah, there's a respect factor, which I totally agree with you on, Arnie. But I also think at a certain point you have to weigh the respect factor with. The, with so many variables, but I think the most important variable to Tom Brady is where gives me the best chance to win the Super Bowl. And yeah, if the Patriots don't offer him a contract, then he's leaving. If the Patriots offer him one year, $12 million, he's probably leaving, especially if the Chargers offer him two years, $50 million, like you just said. But if the numbers are comparable, if it's obvious that the Patriots want him back, I think it's a much tougher decision than people are making it out to be. People say, Well, he sold his house and the Chargers have more talent. I, it's still about winning at the highest level, and the Patriots still, as I just
5: said, they've got they just went twelve and four and won the AFC East. I think the Patriots already have made their decision, and I think Tom Brady has already made his decision. I think they're going to go ahead and separate. I, you, you know, just said it, last segment it was 50-50. 50 uh, on you know on my part, but I I think inside Tom's mind he's already come to the point of I think I'm going to have to move on. That's why he has to be a free agent. I still think it's 50-50, but I think Tom's already come to the facts and have dealt with it saying, hey, if I've got to move on, then I've got to move on. I think he's okay with it. At first, I thought maybe he wouldn't be okay with it. I think he's fine with it. He's already put it in his mind that we've got to move.
6: I think it is in his mind. I don't think he has decided 100% that it is a done deal, if that makes sense. I agree
5: with you. No, nothing's going to be a done deal with Tom Brady. Um, and the New England Patriots and Robert Kraft. That's going to be tough for Robert Kraft to do. I brought up earlier in our number one, if you're the Patriots and you have no heir apparent, why not draft that rookie quarterback that you like so much, whoever it is, let them learn from a Tom Brady uh, and bring him back two more years. I see nothing wrong with that. Since on the bench for this year and, and maybe the next year coming, I can't imagine that the Patriots want to push him out the door that bad, but maybe Belichick does. Maybe Belichick wants to prove I could win. Without Tom Brady, that's awfully gutsy from him, you know.
6: Well, really quick, I know we got to get to break. This is a totally different topic for a different day, but I also think this is why Tua would be insane to return to Alabama because there are teams that need to start not only play, uh, getting a quarterback for next season, but planning for their future two, three, four years down the road. The Patriots, the the uh, the the situation you just laid out is a perfect example of that.
5: All right, One more tweet: uh, He has to come back. Belichick and the Patriots knew they weren't winning this year. So they're playing the con game by revamping for next year and the year after. Ooh. Also, Brady can't go out like this. A pick six? No, he'll did, be back. I can feel it. Did
6: he just say they they weren't they knew they weren't going to win this year? Weren't they undefeated? Weren't we talking about them going undefeated in, like, week three and week four? And the defense best defense, defense in the history of football, yeah. right? Where, uh, did I dream that? Because You think dreamed I
5: this. No, I don't think so. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one will come back. Uh, was it tom brady's last go around we'll continue to discuss that right here on fox sports our radio enjoy
1: all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card
7: and by venue. Terms apply.
8: What's up? I'm John Wall.
7: And I'm CJ Toledana. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying
4: cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy.
8: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I
9: love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: It wasn't even supposed the be my That's my name,
9: bro. <laughs> All
7: right,
5: you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. So, with no limit on how much we'll match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more. Discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to get into the show getting a lot of tweets tonight as we thought we would. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Roberta says unreal. Your last guest commentator spoke like Brady is a king. Poor Tom. He's going to uh, warm. Who's going to warm up his towels for after showering, and who's going to taste test his food to make sure he's not sick? You watch next year; it'll be Tom. Who? Uh, that is from Roberta out there. Yeah, I those are kind of like the small things. Uh, Aaron. The small things
6: are the big things, Arnie. I Don't mean, you stop it. you Come have a now. certain way. I mean, you have a certain way that you've been doing your shows for. 30 years or 50 years or 90 I don't know how long radio has been going on but however long radio has been going on you've been on it I invented radio I I, I bet you did I wouldn't be surprised and if some producer came in and said hey uh, you're going to sit in this chair and we're going to do our prep at this hour and I'm going to send you all all the links
5: this way you'd be like I'm Arnie freaking Spanier. I ain't doing that. Yeah, but you got to understand. I mean, look how much is, and I'm not going to get into all this. This is a little bit out of you know what we're talking about. But look how much has changed since I've been in radio. We didn't even have internet. Now we have internet. You used to have to write it out, tape the standings in front of you to see who is, you uh. know, stuff like that. You don't have to do that now. So things change. You have to adapt. I guess is my point. And Tom Brady's going to have to adapt. Don't, but it,
6: wait, 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 wait. first of all, he has adapted throughout his career. But why would he? Why does he have to adapt? When he's the star, when everything basically revolves around him, I hate to say it, and it's not like he's going to be in the league ten more years. And so I do like I think this is all part of it: is does he want to go someplace else? And we we keep using the Chargers. Anthony Lynn is not on the the best ground right now, going into next season. Um, for all the talk about the Chargers, they haven't won very much in the postseason lately. I know they have a lot of talent. And then there are those human element factors. And anybody that's moved across the country, and I am one of those people or has moved to a new town, these are all things. He's got to find schools for his kids. He's got to find a house. He's got to find this. I think those are real things. I'm not saying it will keep, those that it will
5: 100% keep him in New England, but I think that's a real factor. How are Patriot fans thinking right now? Are they thinking... It's the end of Tom Brady. Are they like it's the end of a dynasty? Are they ready to move on from Tom Brady? Um, now that they've lost this game? Do they want to go ahead and bring him back? Do they say that their dynasty is over? Or do they think that there's still another year or two left in themselves? To make another run at the Super Bowl, especially because they have Belichick, so they want to bring Brady back. What are Patriot fans going through right now? What do you think, Aaron? Well,
6: you're asking me. You're the one that lives there. You talk about it five days a week. What is the vibe? I'm ge- I'm genuinely. Well, they just lost. Now <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the show tonight. Um, no, I'm I'm genuinely curious what those conversations have been because to the point that we brought up last segment, it's not as though a bunch of new problems emerged out of nowhere tonight. These were problems that you saw coming for the last six weeks or so. Where where does the Patriots uh, fan base kind of stand in light of the loss to Miami, struggles against KC, struggles against Houston, and obviously, of course, now this loss see, tonight? I think it was a
5: big turnaround. I believe going into the Dolphin game, and I, I know this because we heard from a lot of our listeners, even my co-host is a big Patriots fan, pretty much said it doesn't make a difference. We're going to beat the Dolphins. We're going to get a first-round bye let's see what happens when Kansas City comes. Even if we lose to Kansas City, we had made it to what the, uh, you know, before the AFC Championship game, we have injuries, we'll give it another year. I think the fact that they lost to the Dolphins and put them in this hole, yep. I think that kind of is, is setting everything in motion. You don't lose to the Dolphins, and even if you lose at home to Kansas City, well, everybody knows Kansas City is a good team. The fact that you lost to the Dolphins with so much on the line – wasn't like it was a meaningless game. I think that kind of sets things in motion, that the fans are like, maybe we do have to move on from Tom Brady. I, it's a tough conversation, and
6: part of it I think is is th- there's emotions in both ways. You with your head and your heart, right? Your heart says, this guy's been my quarterback for for a lot of fans. There are fans that are 30 years old, 28 years old, that d- don't remember a life as a new England Patriots fan without Tom Brady as their quarterback. Yeah. So I think your heart says, as Don raises his hand in the background there, uh, there, so your heart says, man, we got to keep them. We can turn, you know, we can get some wide receivers in free agency, but I think your head's got to look at it and say everything that you and I have been talking about for the last hour and a half.
5: It ain't, they ain't the Patriots anymore, man.
6: So it's fascinating.
5: Again, Aaron on the score Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. Um, Again, end of a dynasty. We'll have to see what, you know, Patriot fans think. I, I actually think that, you know, bring him back for another year or two and see how it plays out. And the reason I bring that up, can you imagine if Bill Belichick had a, a quarterback, let's say like Josh Allen, and he had to deal with the growing pains of somebody like that. Yes. Belichick, enforced Belichick in the retirement to do something like that. See, that's a great point. Arnie, you're making too many great points. I don't like
6: this. I don't like it one bit. But – we're talking about the the the, the the discomfort or
5: lack of comfort in uh, Tom Brady starting. What would oh, be yeah. for Belichick? Oh my! He would pull his hair out if he had to take a rookie quarterback and who was pitching the ball and you know doing stupid stuff and such you know he can't do a two minute drill.
6: It's such a great point. I hadn't even thought of it from that perspective. I really hadn't, and I I just can't help but think. Um, I think we're all reacting in the moment and we're doing the show tonight I get it but right. I think we're overreacting a little bit to it is a 1000% done deal that there is no chance that Tom Brady will return to New England the more that we talk it out and the more that we take out the emotion of this minute and we talk about the long term trajectory of what the Patriots would actually look like without Tom Brady next year I understand there's been signs all year the the house the the trainer you know Alex Guerrero all that stuff right it just it doesn't feel as
5: certain as maybe it felt like uh Why, it, because Belichick doesn't want to have to because Belichick's not good. You think a rookie quarterback, even a Joe Burrow or two, if he was no. a healthy or whoever, they maybe be more if Trevor Lawrence yeah. was available. You think Trevor Lawrence or any of those guys are coming in their first year and taking you to a Super Bowl? They may be more physically
6: gifted, but, I mean, 20 no. years no. of NFL experience, you can't replace that, Arnie, obviously. it goes Well, no, they're not
5: even better than Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson and, and quarterbacks like that. No, I agree.
6: I mean, listen, as great as Lamar Jackson is, um, you know, he barely played as a rookie last year. Patrick Mahomes barely played as a rookie two years ago. So it, that's what I'm saying is it's so yeah. easy
5: to get caught up in them. Oh, it's done. It's over. Yeah, but they, they but, would have to bring in a veteran quarterback. Uh, but just so so they would have a guy though. Who's
6: who's the guy
5: that's available
6: that gives them the better chance to win a super? Eli Cam Newton, Eli
5: Winston. I, I'm just throwing you 30 for
6: 30. Jameis Winston. You think Bill Belichick would pull out his hair with a rookie. What about Jameis Winston throwing two interceptions a game on average?
5: Could you imagine him in a four interception game? What Belichick would be saying to him after the game or what?
6: Uh, he'd be saying, here's your pink slip. You're cut. That's what he'd be saying. (laughs) Uh, Seriously. And and that this is the these but But he has no choice. He'd have to keep with him. These are the important points to talk about, though. Is it's still about winning Super Bowls for Tom Brady, and it's still about winning Super Bowls for Bill Belichick, and whether they like each other or not, they are still the best roadmap for each other to get there, which will be makes this
5: offseason so interesting. Yeah, you know, unless you do feel, see, maybe Tom Brady has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. Than Bill Belichick does, because, like you said, if Brady goes to a team that's, you know, has well, some w- weapons around them, if think- Brady left the Patriots and the Patriots had to deal with another quarterback, I'm not feeling pretty good about that.
6: Think about this: if if Tom Brady did go to the Chargers, I think you would have to say going into next year, assuming there's no crazy offseason injuries or suspensions or arrests or anything. The Chiefs would certainly be favored over the Patriots. The Ravens would certainly be favored over the Patriots. And the Chargers with Tom Brady and all those guys on defense would be favored over the Patriots. So that's at least three without factoring in maybe Houston, maybe Buffalo, somebody like that.
5: All right. Jeff is driving Uber listening to us. A lot of people tuning in tonight. Not at the Brady. Uh, Tom Brady went down. Um if you want to get in again, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin Genius One. Um, we'll tell you who they play next. We've got games tomorrow. We'll touch on that a little bit. First though, let's see what's trending as we check in with Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager?
10: Speaking of schedule, gentlemen, how about this? Because the Patriots next season will be playing at the new NFL stadium in LA at the Rams and the Patriots will play at the Chargers. They'll play both oh. of them in the same park next season. So the Chargers come to New England or they no, they no. go to LA twice? The Pats are three times on the West Coast, Rams, wow. Chargers, and Seahawks. Yeah, they got next a hard season.
5: schedule next year.
10: And so with the Patriots loss 20 to 13 at home to Tennessee tonight, we know next weekend it's going to be Houston at Kansas City and Tennessee at Baltimore. That Baltimore game is next Saturday night. And guess what? Tennessee's at Baltimore next year in the regular season as well. Wow. You'd asked about Tom Brady's passer rating for a playoff game to have a yep. passer rating under 60. It's actually happened a few times before. Wow. I, I looked it up. It happened Four years ago, when they lost a playoff game, a close one at Denver, his passer rating was under 60. And also in January 2012, even though they won a close game against Baltimore, Brady threw a couple of picks and had a passer rating under 60. Wow. And, in fact, the last time New England was in the wild card round a decade ago. when Ten Bal- years ago. Baltimore blew him out in New England. Uh, Tom Brady had three interceptions that game and a passer rating under 50. That was his worst playoff game statistically of his long, long career. So, yeah, he has actually lost playoff games and had games like this tonight. In fact, he's lost 11 playoff games in his very long career. Really? I wouldn't have guessed that many. The yeah, only other... Well, he's been in a ton. Yeah, so. yeah, you got yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only other time his playoff rating was under 60 was one of the worst postseason moments in Chargers history where New England wasn't as good as San Diego that year. They had to play the playoff game in San Diego. Brady threw three picks, but the third one in the fourth quarter... The Charger defensive back tried to return it and fumbled it right back to New England. Pats kicked a field goal, and they upset the Chargers 24-21. So, yeah, it has happened before.
5: But, oh, jeez. You know,
10: you mentioned you remember that when uh, Ray Rice and the Ravens just pummeled the Patriots in New yes. England wild Card round a decade ago. Aaron mentioned how few passing yards. I was 21 then. Uh, Yeah, sure you were. Yeah. And the hair was long, and you had the ponytail. (laughs) But the Titans uh, passing tonight as a team, 71 passing yards. That's the fewest by any team in a win in the playoffs. Since that Ravens team relied on the ground so much, they only had 34 yards passing at New England that night. Oh, get out of here. A decade ago. And I must mention the name of the Titans, Rashawn Evans. He was their leading tackler tonight. Ten total tackles. Remember when New England late first half had first and goal at the one and couldn't punch it in. They were stopped three straight downs. Evans was in on the tackle on all three downs in a row. And how about that for a game changer? Because remember – it was a 14-13 lead up until that very late pick six. 20-13, Tennessee wins. Derrick Henry, 34 carries, 182 yards, wow. and a touchdown. Houston was down 16 nothing at home late third quarter and still beat Buffalo on a short field goal in overtime, 22-19. Buffalo still hasn't won a playoff game since the 1995 season. Oh, that they,
5: hurt. My wife was
10: crushed on that they one. They have lost six straight Jeez. in the postseason. In fact, Tennessee Titans have barely been in the playoffs the last decade. They had only won one playoff game since 2003 until tonight, so how about that for a turnaround? Again, Houston at Kansas City next Sunday, Tennessee at Baltimore next Saturday night. Tomorrow on Fox TV, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Minnesota will play at New Orleans, and Philadelphia tight end Zach Ertz with his broken rib was cleared to play tomorrow against the Seahawks. College basketball's number one, Gonzaga edge Pepperdine 75-70. Number 25, Arizona pounded Arizona State. Seventy-five to forty-seven. The yeah, uh, rurr, that's a double. I think, <laughs> I think they were
6: technically playing while we were on air. briefly. They were. They were. Yes, they were. Yet yeah, again,
10: were. the Wildcats of Arnie Spanier are playing during an Arnie Spanier show. Shocking. Yeah. And uh, we finally have just one bowl game remaining. It's Monday night. Miami, Ohio, against Louisiana. Oh, I'm all into that Set one. the DVR now. Today, Tulane yeah. came back to beat Southern Miss. But that idea.
5: was a great game. I didn't know they were playing.
10: Welcome back to the
5: Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Get a hold of us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. Like Trucker Joe says, you guys keep saying it's the end of a dynasty, what if they decide to run it back next year and they win the Super Bowl? It's not considered the end of a dynasty unless they run it back and lose again next year in the playoffs. He does have a point there, but it just feels like the end of a dynasty, does it not, or what? It feels like the end of a. D- I mean, listen, this is a team, we've been saying it all night,
6: three straight Super Bowls, eight straight AFC championship games, and they weren't even close this
5: year. And so, if you want to say it's not the whoa, end, of- whoa, whoa. they still won the division, and they were down fourteen thirteen. They win. They beat the Dolphins. They're getting a two seed, and uh, they're hosting a second round playoff game. Let's, let's pump the brakes on. Not even close. There, come on now.
6: What do they say, Arnie? And if my aunt yeah, had this, she'd be my uncle. The, and it would still be pretty. It
5: was still semi close. But go ahead.
6: It was, but I mean, listen. Yeah. Do, do, we watched them against the Ravens. It wasn't close. We watched them that we watched the Chiefs come into into New England and get a, get the win. We saw them lose to the Texans. We saw them lose to the Miami Dolphins. And even if they had gotten the two seed, I still think that they were they were, I don't want to say miles, but yeah, they, they were kind of miles behind KC and Baltimore. And they still would have had to beat KC at home, which they couldn't do in the regular season. They still would have had to beat Baltimore on the road, which they couldn't do in the regular season. And so If we're not going to say the dynasty's over, then what are the moves that have to be made? It's funny because one of our listeners actually brought up, uh, what if you bring back Gronk and and AB gets cleared and all that stuff? That's a different conversation. So yes, if if you think that drastic moves can be made, then maybe the dynasty isn't over. But if you think that we're going to run it back with this team and suddenly the light bulb is going to flip and they're going to go back to the Super Bowl next year, basically as constituted, I don't buy that
5: one bit. You think it would have been different if Antonio Brown was on the team this year, um, and he was able to stay on the team? That this year would have a different result. They'd be more of a Super Bowl. They obviously be more of a Super Bowl contender. But I'm still not sure they would have won to the Super Bowl or gotten there.
6: I mean, Antonio Brown's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's hey, easy. It's breaking easy. news. Breaking news. Yeah, it's easy to forget now. I mean, we were on air when he got traded to the Raiders, and we were going crazy when that happened. So. Um, yeah, I mean it would have been a completely different thing. And this was the the speculation you and I talked about, I'm sure you talked about it on your local show probably for two or three weeks straight, but that Belichick knew that he needed another weapon to keep up with at the time. He was thinking it was just the Chiefs, and obviously the Ravens emerged throughout the season. And so listen, they they were a flawed limited team throughout the season, really after Antonio Brown left, certainly after Josh Gordon uh, left as well. So I don't know what the retooling is, but if we're going to say the dynasty isn't over, it's going to take some major retooling around Tom Brady next year.
5: The Texans beat the Bills in overtime 22-19. The Bills had a 16-0 lead. Texans come flying back, make a great comeback, and, of course, led by Deshaun Watson. You know, I was when they were down 16 nothing. I already started writing down some questions and the first one was, are we sure that the Sean Watson's elite quarterback like, uh, you know, some of the other big names like uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and then, you know, you see the comeback and you're asking yourself, wow, that was that was quite the comeback, the good first touchdown, the two-point conversion. Um, the numbers, 20 at 25 is pretty good, but, you know, 250 yards, kind of pedestrian in the first half. Rushed okay for 55, but he led the comeback. He was the big reason why, or, I mean, 90% of the reason why um, they came back and won this one. Buffalo also um, let this one slip through their fingers, too. Up 16 nothing. You can't let that one slip away. I don't care if you are on the road. I, I agree with everything you said except for the thought that Deshaun
6: Watson wasn't elite. Now, where in that category? But, I mean, I've seen him win too many games with his arm, with his legs. Uh, to, to, to doubt him at this point. The guy makes plays. I mean, he's a guy that, and it's so cliche, and maybe we can go back and say, remember when we used to say about Tom Brady, I don't care how much time is left on the clock until it says zero. I don't feel comfortable with Tom Brady in the game on the opposite sideline. I, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but I kind of feel that way about Deshaun Watson. He's so dynamic. We saw it on that huge play in overtime. He's got two guys barreling in on him. They squeeze him like a sandwich, and he peels out mm-hmm. and hits his hits his wide receiver for a 34-yard gain that sets up the field goal. I mean, the guy is so dynamic. And so uh, were there points where I thought the Bills were going to win? Of course, absolutely. But that guy is such a difference maker, and he's so fun to
5: watch. Did you see the second-half kickoff? Buffalo up 13-0. Houston gets the second-half kickoff, um, they're not running it out, so they flip the ball to the ref. Ref doesn't catch the ball. They say live ball touchdown. Um, Then the Secret Service uh, come out of the stands (laughs) and says, "Uh, no, that will not be a touchdown and and we will move on. No review, no nothing. You're just going to turn it over. We're going to get back to football because common sense has got to prevail. What the heck was going on? Who was that guy in black? Did he work for the NFL? Was he talking to somebody in New York? I don't know. Was it a guy like me that just happened to be wearing black and an official's hat? Say, no, no, no. We can't have this. What the hell was
6: going on there, Torres? It's so funny because the NFL sometimes, this stuff just happens where rules just get flipped on the spot. Like I remember whatever it was two years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, where all year we were talking about what's a catch, what's not a catch. You had the, the Pittsburgh uh, tight end on the goal line. Well, is it a football move? And then in the Super Bowl, there was like four plays that were like, eh, "That might not—I pro- don't think that was a catch," and they were a catch every time. And so I only bring it up because the NFL kind of has a little bit of a history of sometimes just weird stuff happens with the refs, and nobody
5: questions anything in playoff games. You think they got it right? That shouldn't have been awarded a touchdown. He didn't try to bring it out. The rules say if he just you know doesn't attempt to bring it out, it's not a loose ball. Shouldn't be a touchdown.
6: If that's what the rule book says, that's yeah. what the rule book says.
5: Yeah, I mean and that's it does say that. And it was you know, once you give yourself up, um, it's no go. I just thought it was funny that, you know, yeah, you the secret service coming out of the woodworks or I'm like, are they part of the NFL or are they the Secret Service? I don't know. It was funny, yeah. Yeah, they're calling the shots there. All right, uh, you want to get in real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. The Sager comes on by. Any of the late news and notes uh, from the games, we'll get to that coming up next right here on Fox Sports uh, Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never
1: before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet.
9: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or
5: wherever you get your podcasts.
8: It hey, That's my
9: game!
5: <laughs> all right, you guys want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. So with no limit on how much we'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. Match. Let's check it with the Sagers, see what's happening. Uh, what else out there
10: in the world of sports? What's going on, DeSager? A lot of NFL playoff talk in just a moment, but Baylor's head coach, Matt Rule, who had turned down the interview opportunity with the Cleveland Browns, according to NFL Network, will meet with the Carolina Panthers about their coach opening on Monday, and will meet with the New York Giants on Tuesday. The Giants have already met with four guys, including Mike McCarthy, the former Packers head coach, and with Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, has already met with the Giants. As Kansas City, the two-seed, is on an off week, no game. This weekend. I'd like to interview Uh, (laughs) every job that comes up in every field. Just once. You say the same thing. By
6: the way, the Sager uh, people that don't listen during the week missed when Arnie Spanier claimed that he deserved his own statue a few days ago. So (laughs) that was also breaking news on uh, Wednesday. Any TV gig.
10: He also says I should be on that show. I don't know why. that.
5: Anyway, he's going to talk
10: to the Panthers and the Panthers are due to speak with Patriots assistant Josh McDaniels in the coming week as well, according to pro football. Talk. Well, the final was Tennessee 20-13 at New England, a postseason home loss for the Patriots tonight. And for the first time ever against Belichick's Patriots, somebody rushes for these numbers in a playoff game. It's never been done before. Derrick Henry, 182 yards on the ground and a wow. touchdown, 34 carries. And, and it, they knew it was coming, too. You bet you. You talk about shutting down the one thing. You know, this is the one thing that you knew was special on this offense. And please do not let anybody say this weekend, ah, but the Patriots weren't good this year. Fact. The Patriots had the number one-ranked defense in the NFL this season. They only allowed 14 points per game, and the score was 14-13 to 13 for much of yeah. the second half tonight. True, they true, only true. allowed 276 yards per game, and Tennessee had 272 tonight. Okay. But Derrick Henry single-handedly uh. ran over them this evening. And, in fact, how about this, Well, All the home playoff games that Belichick's Patriots have had in the last uh, couple of decades— the Patriots at home, their record when they allow fewer than 120 yards rushing, 17-0 at home. Oof. When it's more than 120 on the ground, 3-4 and four now in the playoffs at home. Ouch. Yes, Ouch. He was a difference maker. And then you had the incredible comeback with Houston just flat out of it in a home game, late third quarter, down 16-0 to Buffalo and still winning in overtime. Weren't you thinking at one point in the third quarter, Wow, there's no wonder that they always put the Texans in this time slot, the <laughs> lowest, the lowest-rated of the four playoff time slots this opening weekend, and they're laying an egg once again, and they wind up winning on the short field goal, 22 to 19. Bill O'Brien, the former Patriots assistant, by the way, yeah. uh, as Houston head coach, he had never won a game when down by 16 points oh, at get any out of point here. in the game. Regular season, postseason, and he's down 16-0 in a playoff game. They had been 0-22 went down by 16 in any game and they come back and win this one because Deshaun Watson is special it's not like he had four great quarters he was no he was he
5: played a very bad first that's right and he was sacked seven
10: times in this game but he he set up the game-winning field goal escaping a sack that was incredible and he threw for a 34-yard play and remember Houston converted a third and 18 play on the game-winning by the
5: way that shouldn't have counted
10: uh that's uh, mike uh, Pereira even uh, came up with what did with he say about that it was the comment. the uh,
5: the, sh- the shot clock the uh, game clock not the game clock expired. It, yeah, yeah. Hit zero zero. The
10: play clock. He yes. says that it's always, and he said this before, not just tonight. Right. That if it's within a second of it going to zero, they let the play go because I don't know what the hell that means? Because it's the time lapse of the umpire looking at the ball for the snap and looking at the clock and looking back and forth, and that's that like would saying, be well, let if go. If your
5: toes are out, that's kind of okay. Also, <laughs> I don't
10: understand that. Well, it goes back to what we said during the shows this week that why with all the electronics and technology to avoid things like that kind of like spotting the football why and you know the 10 yards using a chain and sticks why why haven't they gotten more modern in a lot of aspects of nfl football but let's not forget that the texans in the comeback converted two two two-point tries in regulation without that there is no overtime buffalo had one drive in overtime nine plays 13 yards and the Buffalo season is over. They had started the year 9-3. and three. They even had 4-4 four for four on field goals from Steven Hauschka in this one. They had the 16-0 lead, and the Bills lose four of their last five games. They are out. New England is out. So next Saturday night, Tennessee at Baltimore, and on Sunday the 12th, it'll be Houston against two-seed Kansas City. Wow. All
5: right, thank you to Sager. Two hours are in the books, and the power hours coming up next. You want to get into the show, and we're getting a lot of tweets. i got to do a better job reading them. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm it's stinking Genius 1. Bernie Fratto will join us at about 20 past the hour straight out of Vegas. What's Vegas thinking? What are the lines for tomorrow? All that coming up here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. It is the power hour of the show. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniards, we're coming to you live. From the Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Bernie Frato straight out of Vegas will join us at about 20 past the hour. Vegas must be going crazy. We'll talk to Bernie what the latest lines are for the games tomorrow and next week. So much to get to. Torres, what a way to start wild card weekend. Great, uh, Great two games to start things off. Great
6: two games, both came down to the wire. One goes into overtime, one dynasty's dead. A new star emerges in Deshaun Watson, not that he's new, but for people that don't watch football till the NFL playoffs, uh, he was a revelation, just a fun day overall. I mean, I know that there are the, the best teams weren't playing, but it was just a fun day of football.
5: Am I not giving the – or are we, in general, not giving the Texans uh, – much more credit than they sh- we we should be considering it was a sixteen nothing come from behind victory and a great comeback because we're all wrapped up into this Patriots game.
6: No, I mean I think we I, I think we're giving the Texans adequate respect. I mean as you said they were down sixteen nothing. Um, you know Deshaun Watson's awesome, but they also had moments of uh, uh, you know where they look lost on defense, and so I don't know. I think we're giving them the fair respect. But Arnie, what do you always say? We're doing the show tonight, and I know that the Texans, uh, you know, the Texans obviously won today, but the story right now in the NFL, in all of sports, probably in all of society in large parts too, one of them
5: is that the New England Patriots, it might really be over for them. Right. Of course, they lose um, even up till the very end. 14-13, they had the interception. Uh, They had the punt with about three minutes left. I thought maybe they should go for it on fourth and six. So – a little, uh, you know, maybe a bad decision there. But I still thought at that point they were going to come from behind, get the field goal. They only needed to get in the field goal range um, to win this one. And then when they put it with three minutes left, I wasn't so sure they were going to get the ball back. And they really didn't enough to get the interception run back for a touchdown. <laughs> um, and then it was all over after that. Um, now that we could take a step back, now that the game's ended a little bit over an hour ago from now, What did you think of the Patriots' performance overall? The first half I I thought was pretty good, but I keep telling you, and I've gone back to this before, the fact that when they were up 10-7, they couldn't get in for the touchdown from the one-yard line on first and goal. You could look at that, the ultimate reason why maybe they didn't win this game. Ultimate reason why they didn't win this game,
6: and it's a microcosm for the season. All season long. We've been saying when Antonio Brown left the team, when Josh Gordon left the team, when Rob Gronkowski never came back. Been saying, are they? Are they really? Are they going to go into the playoffs? And Julian Edelman's the guy. And as you always say, they haven't been running the ball. And. Uh, they don't have the dudes this year, and so I thought the fact that they couldn't get in on goal line was a microcosm for the entire season, which well, you, was, the, was the, gonna, the offense just wasn't explosive enough.
5: You said microcosm for the entire season. Are you saying that the Patriots underachieved this year? They won 12 games. They won Do you the division. you live in New England? Do, are they happy with division titles and wildcard losses in New no, England? No, but sometimes you have to be a little bit more realistic to think that you're um, you know, going to the Super Bowl every year. That's not going to happen, Aaron. So... Because you know, fans
6: it, are so realistic everywhere.
5: I mean, can you say a team underachieved that when 12 and 4 won the division, really should have had the two seed, but, you know, lost their final game and and got eliminated in the first round of the wild card when, you know, they could have probably had the bye week? Did they underachieve this mm-hmm. whole entire
6: year? Let me ask you I already gave you my answer. Do you think they underachieved?
5: I don't think so. I think this is about the best that they could have done. So if, you, you, had said, to, uh, wins, if
6: you had said on your radio show, on August 30th, the week before the season started, yeah, I think it, it feels like an AFC East division title. I thought and they were, we're- going to win about 10 games. And we're gonna lose in the first round, in the divisional round. We haven't even played, or the wild card weekend. We haven't even played on wild card yeah. weekend in ten years. Your your phone lines in Vermont would have, wouldn't have lit up. Everyone was said,
5: oh, "Okay, we'll take the divisional. We'll we'll take the wild card weekend." It was a uh, no, we'll it, take- it, There's a difference between what you'll take and what I'm predicting is going to happen, though. Um. So you know, people would have said, "No, no, no, we're going all the way." But that doesn't mean they underachieved. By winning 12 games and winning the AFC East, you got to give him a little bit of credit there.
6: I think every organization has different expectations. I mean, the Browns won zero games two years ago, they won six this year. Did they underachieve? I think so. There you go. The Patriots. The Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. Losing on Wild Card Weekend is, by definition, underachieving. They didn't. Tom Brady didn't go down with a season-ending injury. Bill Belichick didn't take a leave of absence. He isn't Sean McVay. He didn't get suspended for the. Or not Sean McVay. Sean Payton. He didn't get suspended for the year. They had Brady. They had Belichick. Those are the two constants over the last twenty years. And it
5: hasn't been very often that they've lost on Wild Card Weekend. Do you think Brady's performance today? Um will give an indication or we'll be a reflection on what the Patriots are going to do. If he had played a better game, maybe a better chance they bring him back. Or has the decision been made by the Patriots and Tom Brady's made his decision and we just don't know about it yet?
6: I think mentally both sides were probably coming to the realization that this might be it. I do think there's a difference between mentally uh, understanding that this could be it and actually pulling the trigger. Uh, not to go uh, radio uh, you know, host stereotype, but it's no different than being in a relationship. You want out, you want out, you want out. Then it gets time to say to the girl or to the guy, it's over, and you can't do it. And I think it's easy for us to speculate. I think it's easy for Tom Brady to start thinking, I have to think about life past New England. But when you look at the big picture of this, he wants to win the Super Bowl. His best chance is still going to be in New England next year. And for the Patriots, the best chance to win one is to bring back Tom Brady, as opposed to bring in somebody else.
5: Now, if it this is the end for Brady and Belichick, they played twenty seasons together. In those twenty seasons, seventeen AFC East titles. In those three years, they didn't win a title. One was without Tom Brady and Sam uh, uh, Castle. And they still uh, won like ten games that Sam, year, right?
6: Or eleven I f- games?
5: I forget Castle. Matt Castle. Matt Castle, excuse me. Sam
6: Cassell. You just confused him with Sam Cassell. Yeah, I did. I did. Matt Castle
5: um, was the quarterback. there? Yeah, they won 11 games, but they didn't get in as a wild card. They had six Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowl appearances, 219 wins, which is an average of like 11 a season, 74,000 passing yards, 541 touchdowns. Not too shabby, Torres.
6: Not too shabby at all, which is also why it would be considered a disappointment at, with all of those statistics to not get out of wildcard Weekend this year. It's been an incredible run. I'm not sold that it's over. I think it was easy for us. And, and listen, we did the shows, and you always say it, Arnie, we can only do the show tonight. I get why people are speculating. I get why you and I have spent the last couple weeks speculating where the future might be. But when you think about, for Tom Brady, when you think about it for Bill Belichick's perspective, from Robert Kraft's perspective, I still think it makes a lot of sense for all the parties for Tom Brady to be back with the Patriots next year.
5: More, more likely to pull an upset next week. Texans is a 9.5-point favorite in Kansas City. Titans as an 8.5-point favorite in Baltimore. Excuse me, let me Texans is a 9.5-point underdog. I, I don't know if I said that right. At Kansas City, Titans an 8.5-point underdog At Baltimore, who's most uh, likely or more likely to pull off the upset? It pains
6: me to say this because I think I am rooting for the Chiefs, uh, but I think they're the more likely one to get upset because Deshaun Watson's so freaking explosive. I also think that the Titans, as great of a story as they are right now, when we do start looking ahead to next week, we're going to say – you know, If Lamar Jackson can go on a, a three-play, 82-yard uh, touchdown drive like that, which he's done all year, not those specific numbers, but he, they have a quick-strike offense when they need to, the Titans aren't built to come back from a 14-0 deficit, 14-3, 21-10, whatever. Uh, it's great when Derrick Henry has the ball. It's great against a team like the Patriots that you can't go score for score against. But when you start playing more explosive offenses like the Ravens, I think that could get you in trouble.
5: Raider Cat says D.C. to the Patriots. So I'm assuming Derek Carr to the Patriots. Tom Brady to Vegas to mentor Tua. Gruden is drooling on this thought. Now, sure he is. I don't know how I'm they're getting Tua. I'm drooling at that thought. Yeah. How are they getting Tua when is going to be maybe a top five pick and Miami's picking Tua's at Tua's coming five. back to
6: Bama, that's why. But. Imagine that by the way. If yeah. Tua Tua and Tom Brady anywhere. And again, I've said this earlier in the show. This is why Tua would be insane to 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 not go pro because someone is going to move up to have the opportunity to get him. But yeah, I don't I I you you could sell me on one or the other in Vegas next year. I don't know that you could sell me on Brady and Tua in Vegas. You know,
5: Tom played at the University of Michigan. He's from the West Coast in California. Okay. I thought you were
6: gonna tell me Lions there for a second. I was No, gonna... no, but
5: I, well I'm just I'm just wondering. Um, you know, would would playing next to you know, in, in the Michigan area be better for him? I mean, geez, who knows if Baker Mayfield has a hold on that starting job, you know what I mean? Who knows if he couldn't go to the Chicago Bears? Would the Midwest be a possible landing spot or the West Coast would be more likely? I think the reason the Chargers make so much
6: sense is not only because they have all the young talent, not only because they need to sell tickets, but it's a dome stadium. You're out west. The weather's going to be nice. You're not going to be playing all these cold-weather games. So, listen, the the Bears make sense too, but when you're talking about the perfect fit, I do think either playing in a dome or playing in a place where it's going to be pretty warm, when you're going to be a 43-year-old quarterback, which Tom Brady will be the next time he takes the field, if he takes the field – that, to me, makes the most
5: sense. How tough would it be for him to play to Vegas if he's living in California, takes a private plane or helicopter to Las Vegas uh, for game day, which you know most of the players will do anyway. Or He's
6: not Roger Clemens pitching one every five days. He's going to have to live in Vegas if he wants to play for the Raiders.
5: Okay, You know they have, have these to... things he...
6: called practices five days a week, right, Arnie?
5: Well, maybe a couple of days. Oh, I just, you've had so many. You you know, let me tell you something. It's easier to commute by plane from Vegas back to L.A. than it is to drive from L.A. to San Diego um, like Rivers was doing with all the traffic there.
6: See, that's true. Maybe he could get the the Brady chopper, but no, I I think that if he wants to play for the Raiders, uh, then he'll have to live there. But again, this kind of goes to the point that I've been saying all freaking night is that. If it's about winning, if it's about just shoving it to the Patriots, then okay, whatever. But I just can't see him leaving for any place other than he, that he truly believes he can win a Super Bowl. And when you start looking down the list, maybe it
5: really is only the Chargers, maybe the Bears, and that's really it. Well, you're going to go to a team, though, that didn't make the playoffs. So you you may th- you, you may think that they're a Super Bowl contender, but are you just fooling yourself when you're saying something like that? Well, and that's
6: so much of this is that it's easy for us to sit here the night after Tom Brady's season or the night that Tom Brady's season ends and say that it's over. But you go to the Chargers, you're being coached by Anthony Lynn, who's on the hot seat, who, as you said, that team didn't make the playoffs. They finished in last place behind the Broncos, behind the Raiders. And so it's so easy to just say, oh, Tom Brady's done. It's over. Forget it. And it's like, really? He's going to give up 20 years to go play for Anthony Lynn with a Chargers fan base that doesn't exist? I, I'm not saying it won't happen. It can't happen. I'm just saying I think everyone's – it's way too much of a foregone conclusion.
5: A lot of ladies are not only commenting but ripping the Patriots. Like Sharon says, hey, other teams have lost games because of injuries and didn't get a pass. We're expected to just overcome that. Now the Pats have injuries, et cetera. They, can, uh, they cannot get a pass. No excuses, uh, I guess, when it comes to injuries – yeah, every team has their injuries. You know, the, the, look what's going on between Philadelphia and Seattle right now, Torres.
6: Yeah, who's saying that? Did somebody make ex- injuries as an no, excuse? No, I
5: just, I, you know, how Patriot fans are. Excuses, excuses for the most part. You know what I mean?
6: Oh, yeah. And and again, these, these are all factors, but these are factors that the Patriots have been able to overcome in previous years. They obviously weren't able to overcome them this year. It speaks to this isn't the same organization that it's been in the past. Who's
5: to say Edelman even comes back with his injuries? You know what I mean? He's thirty-two years old. Not a lot of uh uh you know, need for a thirty-two-year-old half injured wide receiver out there. There's a lot of questions going in the offseason, I'll say that. Yeah, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm in stinking genius one. We'll go out to Vegas, straight out of Vegas. That is Bernie Fratter will stop on by. What is Vegas saying about the games? What about tomorrow? What about next week? Uh, We'll get all the answers from Bernie. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before
1: at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever.
5: All right. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. a morning Get a hold of us on Twitter. Aaron underscore Torres. I am stinking genius one. i getting a lot tonight. Matter of fact, the master says uh Brady could easily fly out of Santa Monica Airport to Vegas on a private jet the governor commuted to it from LA uh, and Sacramento a little every, bit different there yeah that's yeah a little bit every
6: different single day, day. They, they have these things called practices I don't know if people are as familiar with them but uh yeah I, I it's a great theory but I I, I think you'd have to live in Las Vegas if you want to play for the Raiders
5: yeah who needs practice so let's uh, get to our guest joining us down and you Check him out. He comes up at the top of the hour with Steve Fezzik. It's straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy Bernie Frato. Bernie, right off the bat, how did the books do, uh, and uh, who did they need today?
12: Well, the books did well because the uh, the Patriots-Titans game, of the 74,000 bets, 59% of the tickets were on New England and 65% of the money was on New England. In fact, CG Technology took one bet, Seventy-seven thousand to win a uh, seventy thousand on uh, New England minus five, and they took another money line bet of hundred thousand to win forty-four thousand on the Patriots. So, needless to say, the books uh, did very well uh, on uh, on the New England game. Broke about even on the Buffalo game. Uh, There was slightly more tickets on the Bills than there was on Houston, but the, the South Point did take one bet. $90,000 $90,000 on the money line for the Texans to win. Ooh. But the, uh, uh, CG Technology took a bet on the Bills' money line, hundred grand to win one hundred and twenty grand. So even, pretty much even on Houston-Buffalo, but a nice day for the books on uh, Patriots-Titans.
6: So that's interesting, Bernie, because uh, Arnie and I filled in throughout the week for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. You joined us a lot, and we appreciate all your help. But it seemed like everybody that we talked to, the experts, the people that cover the NFL for a living— really were leaning tight ends, especially after that Miami loss last week. So you're saying that the public still
12: was backing the Patriots through and through? I think the public and the pros. Really? I think as, it got, as it got closer, people started to look at this game, and when you consider Tom Brady's record at home and they thought Hurricane Henry might make a difference and it would get below 40 degrees, and we're talking about Tannehill 0-6 and yada, yada, yada. But we talked last Thursday, guys, or excuse me, Tuesday and Wednesday about this game, and I was, I was pretty emphatic. I trust my eyes. They tell me a lot. You know, Pete Rose once said, coaching football is like driving a stagecoach. Without the horses, you ain't going forward. <laughs> Look at the trend line for the Patriots the last nine weeks, four and five after starting 8-0. and We saw what happened in that last drive against Miami. Again, I trust my eyes. They, they just didn't have it in the tank down the stretch. They didn't have the weapons. And this really isn't on Brady. I just don't think he had the players around him. Think about this, guys. This will blow yeah. you away. It's kind of crazy to think that New England's last red zone scoring opportunity was on first and goal in in the second, uh, in, on the two-yard line wow. with three minutes to go in the first half. Yeah. yeah. And in the second half, they just simply got worn down. Simple as that.
5: Bernie, I I know they don't do this in Vegas, but the offshore accounts do this. When will they put a line or excuse me odds on where Tom Brady's going to go next year and are a lot of people interested in something like that can you make money if it's like the Chargers at 8 to 1 or, or something like that or is or will they be up on what, where he's going to go to next
12: well i don't think they're going to see any kind of line on that particular prop anytime soon particularly um, until the playoffs are done. It's highly speculative. You're really reading tea leaves. And to answer the second part of your question, which I think is the most important part of the question, and Vegas will not put that line up. You may see it in some offshore lines. Right, right. But in order to really be profitable on something like that, you have to have some inside information. Okay. There's just no question about it. Aaron and I talked earlier in the week. Last year at this time, I got tipped off that Jalen Hurts was going to Oklahoma. I tweeted it out. It happened to have it happened because I, I was told it was going to happen. And oh, by the way, that's exactly why Vegas doesn't put those kind of lines up. Simply because, <laughs> if if the information is out there and the decision's already been rendered and it's not decided on the field of player in a box score, it can become compromised. So you know, you, you I think you might see something like that after the first of the year, but not anytime soon. By the way, one prop you did see today that I, yeah. I thought about this because I thought about you guys. Of the eight uh, quarterbacks starting this week, there was a prop in Vegas who would pass for the most yards. Right now, Josh Allen at fifteen to one is the leader in the clubhouse. He threw wow. for two hundred sixty-four yards today. Wow, more than Brady, more than Tannehill, right? And so tomorrow, Kirk Cousins he was seven to one. Russell Wilson six to one. Carson Wentz four to one, and Drew Brees plus one forty. Wow, but keep an eye on that because if none of those four guys throw for more than two hundred sixty-four. Yards tomorrow, then Josh Allen will have won that prop at at fifteen to one.
6: Nice. So Bernie, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you, um, and you know, hopefully, we can uh, get figure out some answers here. But you know, already just kind of referenced Tom Brady offshore. Where could he end up? When he asked that question, what I was thinking about was this: is that we hear in Vegas all the time that quarterbacks are the only guys that make a difference on a point spread, or relatively speaking, for the most part. And so I bring it up to ask this question. We Arnie and I have spent the last two or three hours asking, how much does Tom Brady have left in the tank? How much impact will he have on a team, whether it is with the Patriots or somewhere else? Is there any way you know that you can quantify how good Tom Brady still is, maybe relative to the elite quarterbacks in this league, Patrick Mahomes, whatever, because those are guys that when they go down, the line completely flips, and I'm curious if Tom Brady would still have that effect on a line.
12: That's an excellent question, and Fezzik's a genius at this, and he keeps all kind of statistics, and right now, Brady's right about right in the middle in terms of the points that he's worth to his team. He's nowhere near Patrick Mahomes or even Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson, but he's still ahead of guys like Josh Allen, Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield and those types of guys. So, yes, is Brady still worth more under center than, say, you know, 15 other quarterbacks in the league? Yes, but he's no longer in Drew Brees' category, Deshaun Watson' category, Aaron Rodgers' category. I'd say he's probably worth three, four points a game, Or at one point he certainly would have been, you know, maybe six, seven points a game. But next year, maybe three or four points. And by the way, speaking of that, speaking yeah. of tomorrow, we have history being made in terms of one-sided action. Seattle visits Philadelphia, as you guys know. And Seattle is the heaviest bet side of any playoff team since 2003. Now, that's saying a lot. Wow. 86% of the tickets are on Seattle. Wow. At William Hill, 87% of the money is on Seattle. And, you know, they also present the biggest parlay liability currently because a lot of folks have Seattle parlay to the Saints. By the way, the Westgate needs filling in the worst way because they took five bets north of $20,000 on Seattle tomorrow. So keep an eye on that because if Seattle goes in, wins, and covers that spread at Philadelphia – then the books will really take a bath and they'll give back a lot today. And one of the things that helped the books uh, in terms of when the Patriots lost is that busted up all the teasers tied to the Patriots. It busted up all the parlays tied to the Patriots and all the money line parlays tied to the Patriots. So the books had a real good day on that one. But one of the games the pros really like tomorrow involving that same Seattle-Philadelphia side is the under of 45-and-a-half. These two teams just played a few weeks back. It was 17-9 to nine. Both teams have um, the uh, you know pretty banged-up offensive lines. The weather's not going to be great, and I think points are going to be at a premium. And the total's 45-and-a-half, or 45 in a lot of spots tomorrow. So I think the underplay in the Philly-Seattle game is a good play, and the pros are on it. And by the way, one last yeah. thing, not for nothing. Fez has given courses on teasers. You never want to cross over zero. Let's say you had the Pats today, minus five, and you played a seven-point teaser, and you teased them down, you're thinking, I got the Pats plus two, man. How can I lose that game? They're going to win anyway, right? Then they're winning 14 to 13 with nine seconds to go, and you saw what happened at the end. That <laughs> killed all those other teasers, too. So the books did real well on
5: that. Real quick, Bernie, uh, Minnesota and the Saints, um, kind of the overlooked game. I, I like Minnesota, not only to keep it close. I think they could pull off the upset. I don't know if the Saints are going to be putting 30-plus points up on the board. How you seeing this game?
12: Well, the pros see it the same way you do, Arnie. They think eight points is too much. It's now down to seven and a half. A lot of pros I respect have this game rated at about five. The sharp money is on the Saints plus the points, and uh, there's some sharp money on the over as well. We kind of expect it to be a back-and-forth game, a lot of points on both sides, but that's a lot of points to give this Saints team. They're a good club.
5: Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He's on coming up at the top of the hour with Steve Fezzik. It's a must-listen. You're going to want to check it out. Obviously, they'll have a lot about tomorrow's game. Bernie, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll speak to you later on.
12: Enjoy the Western Weekend, guys. Thank you, Bernie.
5: Take care. I love it. Love talking to Bernie. Let's see what's trending. As we check in with Steve Desager, final time of the night. What's going on, Sager?
10: And with that game in Philly, even though it rained in Philadelphia tonight, 0% chance of rain for that playoff game, but it will be windy at the start tomorrow, temperature around 40 degrees for the Philly versus Seahawks game, and Zach Ertz was cleared to play, but... Eagles tackle Lane Johnson is out due to an ankle injury, Nelson Aguilar out guard Brandon Brooks out for the year. The game on Fox TV's 1 p.m. Eastern Time Minnesota at New Orleans. A lot to talk about as far as tonight's two games, but guys, we just had a four overtime game in college basketball. St. Mary's which was 14 and 2 Lost in four OTs, 107-99 at Pacific. Wow. St. Mary's a very good team. They started this year beating Wisconsin in overtime. They beat Utah State when they were ranked. By the way, San Diego State now 15-0 after winning at Utah State. And number one, Gonzaga at home, won 75-70 is all against Pepperdine. And those Arizona Wildcats pounded Arizona State. Wildcats 75-47. As for the NFL playoffs, this trivia question straight from the league. What quarterback has the most career wins over Tom Brady, including playoffs? So this would go back almost two decades. The answer is Peyton Manning. He beat Brady six times. Ryan Tannehill has now beaten Tom Brady five times in his wow. career. That's right. That's right. Wow, because he was a division quarterback. Tennessee won at New England 20-13 to tonight. Derrick Henry, 34 carries, 182 yards and a touchdown. The Patriots were held scoreless in the second half. And keep in mind, late first half when the Pats had first and goal at the one and couldn't punch it in. We'll repeat what we said a few hours ago. First time in the Tom Brady era. That in a playoff game, they had first and goal at the one and did not get a touchdown. It had been 12 times out of 12 that the Pats That's had insane. Punched it in. That's not insane. Not tonight. They ran it three straight times, were stopped by the Titans three straight times, and their leading tackler tonight, Rashawn Evans, was in on all three tackles. So the Pats are out. The team that started 8-0, and the team that had the number one ranked defense, is done in the wildcard weekend. Remember, their first loss of the season was the blowout at Baltimore. And when they started December, New England lost back-to-back to to Houston and Kansas City, two other playoff teams, and then the crusher, that home loss to Miami. There are two reasons why New England even had to play this game tonight. One, blowing the home game to finish the regular season, and two, losing head-to-head to KC. That was the tiebreaker. So the Chiefs got the two seed, the Chiefs are off this weekend, and the Chiefs will be at home next Sunday, January 12th, against Houston. The Texans survive for an overtime win, kicking a late short field goal to eliminate Buffalo 22-19. The Texans had trailed 16-0 late in the third quarter. Houston had started at season 4-3, and three, and here they're still alive. The Titans, as of mid-October, were 2-4, and, and here they're still alive. Wow, next Saturday night, it'll be Tennessee at Baltimore, and I must repeat... Next regular season, it will be Tennessee at Baltimore. And the real strange thing about the Patriots' schedule next year is they are slotted to play all the teams in the NFC West and the AFC West. So it just happens to be the year a new NFL stadium opens in Inglewood, California. The Patriots will play at the Rams and at the Chargers. Nice. And at Seattle and at the Chiefs. And the other teams from those West divisions that I didn't mention, they'll be in New England next year, which means it'll be Raiders at New England next year. So depending on where Brady goes, there could be some very interesting matchups on the Patriots' schedule. Uh, NBA, we had an overtime win for Charlotte at Dallas, despite another triple-double from Luka Doncic and 39 points. Oklahoma (laughs) City won its fifth in a row. Utah won its fifth in a row. Memphis killed the Clippers 140 to 114 you know even including the christmas day win against the lakers the clippers record is five and five the last three weeks yeesh not good arnie i think you of all people could relate to this imagine a minor league goalie getting called up to the nhl big club Get out of here. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins had a story because they called up a goalie from the AHL to be their backup tonight. They wanted to let the normal backup rest at home because there's another game tomorrow at home. So they were calling up this guy to be there with them on the road game in Montreal. He lost his passport. He couldn't find the (laughs) paperwork. He could not travel internationally. And they called up a goalie from the ECHL instead. a guy who's in his first year in North America from Finland, his papers were in order.
6: That does sound like something a
5: Spaniard would do. I wonder if I know <laughs> that Your big guy. shot, and yeah. then yeah, you exactly. just lose your passport. I wow. love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call them at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out... Which way is easier? Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Aaron, and maybe this is an easy question to answer, but do you think it's easier for Tom Brady to walk away because the last two losses against Miami and the wild card loss, he could say, okay, the run is officially over, time to move on. Had Maybe if they got to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship and they lost, he could say, wow, we got really close. We're one piece away okay, I'll come back for the year or two, even if I have to take a discount. Does that make a difference or no?
6: It's funny because I'm going to use my own logic against me okay. from last segment because I you asked me was this a disappointing season, I sa- and, and I said yes, and you said they went 12-4, and won the AFC East. So I'm going to use that same logic with Tom Brady here. He's not the same quarterback. I think he knows he's not the same quarterback, right. but – you go twelve and four. You win the AFC East, as you said, Arnie. You're a play or two away from going to, uh, for, from getting the first round bye, and then all of a sudden it completely changes the complexion of your whole season. I, he seems like he wants to play. He was asked. Well, he in, does want to play. Yeah, let's let's get that. Yeah, he was right. asked in his post game press conference about retirement. He said, "I would say it's pretty unlikely." So, I don't think this result changes anything from the retirement perspective. Now the Patriots next season perspective
5: is a completely different story. I brought this up earlier. Also, if you're bill Belichick, um, could you imagine having a young quarterback, like a Josh Allen, who, um, is pitching the ball with a minute left in the game and you're pulling your hair out. Could you imagine if you had a veteran quarterback, if you're bill Belichick, as you mentioned, like Jameis Winston, who threw 30 interceptions. Um, I'm sure that's not going to sit well with bill Belichick. Does Belichick really want to start over with a rookie quarterback or with a veteran quarterback that their own team doesn't want him now? That they have to go to the Patriots? Does he really want to start that, or does he want to say, you know what, give me Tom back for two more years. I'll bolster – I'll get two more wide receivers. I'll stock up the offensive line, and we'll give it another run.
6: It's such a great point, Arnie. It's such a great point because – as I said last segment, the ends to the means is the, the means to the ends is still I want to get to the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick wants to get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady wants to get to the Super Bowl. They might not like each other. Brady might not like some of the stuff Belichick's done behind the scenes. Belichick may think Brady's past his prime, but when you trade Jimmy Garoppolo 3 seasons ago, you don't have a backup. Now, I think they need to start figuring out what that next phase is. But it doesn't mean that if right now, with the next season a few months away, training camp or, uh, you know, the spring, all the spring stuff's going to be here before you know it. Um, I don't think that they have that backup plan. And I know Tom Brady struggled the last couple weeks, but he's still better than probably whatever they can get in free agency or the draft.
5: Does Tom Brady be in the GOAT or obviously, you know, New England's number one guy? have a little bit to play for them, forcing him to bring him back, saying, well, we, we can't let him go. I mean, my goodness, really, all we have is Tom Brady as the face of this team. Uh, you know, the fans still love the guy. He's still serviceable. Um, can, do you have to say to yourself, we can't let him go because he's such a fan favorite? We, we can't let him leave right now. It seems as though
6: we're past that phase. I mean, I've heard this stuff, Arnie, and I know you have great guests on. Peyton Manning was given the boot. Well, Peyton Manning, they didn't know if he could physically play, Um, and they had the number one pick too. So, if the Patriots can get the number one pick and get Joe Burrow, then yeah, they might let him walk. I'm (laughs) not expecting that to happen, though. Um, I listen. I I lost my train of thought. Now you got me all all tripped up (laughs) here. But I I, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. uh,
5: I was just I was saying that you know if you're Tom, if you're the Patriots, do you have to bring back Tom oh, Brady yeah. because he's the GOAT and because he's a fan favorite? Or do you say, you know, we can make the cutaway. We don't care if he's such a, you know, fan favorite.
6: What I, So what I was going to say was is that I remember listening to some guests on one of our shows here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm sure you've had a ton of good guests on your Vermont show as well. Yeah, Is that it, the, the understanding, from my understanding of listening to other people, I think it was actually Tom Curran, the great Patriots beat writer who said it, Was that this previous contract was supposed to take Brady through his 40th birthday, which it obviously did, and everybody would walk away, and Brady'd be over 40, and everyone could kind of, you know, he could retire as a Patriot and all that stuff. So, I, I think that that the the days of he has to retire a Patriot because it's the right thing are done. I think if uh, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick think they have a better option, I think they will pursue it. But it comes back, Arnie. We, we've we gone over the free agent list. We've gone over the draft list. I don't know who is a better option in 2020 into 2021 for the yeah. New England Patriots than Tom yeah. Brady.
5: By the way, speaking about guests, we have Bob Soce on every week, voice of the New England Patriots. Oh. So, uh, yeah, name drop, name drop. Whoa. No, um, I bet he has good stuff to say. Oh, he has great stuff to say. He is absolutely awesome. And uh, he said he wasn't really going to be thinking about Tom Brady's last game. Until you got to the end. But when you got to the end, it was still a close game out there. Tell everybody what Antonio Brown put out, huh? Oh, Brady did his post
6: game press conference. Uh, and, you know, he had his who knows what the future holds, uh, you know, no more comments, whatever. And all Antonio Brown did was send out a little tweet that said, call me with a little, uh, you know, waving his fingers uh, <laughs> emoji. So he should have put his phone number on there. And then we could all call them. <laughs> I, listen, that that would be the least surprising thing that Antonio yeah. Brown. I could see him doing that. Could you or what? He sure does like attention. I
5: don't think it would bother him one bit to have his phone blow up here for the next few hours. You want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one. Who do we like tomorrow? Um, we'll give you the final scores. At least what we think the final score will be. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports our Radio. Fox Sports. All right, welcome back to Fox Sports Radio. This segment brought to you by Geico, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Give me a little music. Put me into the mood. Let's get to our predictions. Two big games tomorrow. Let's start with Minnesota and the Saints. Torres, a lot to get to here. Drew Brees is red hot, by the way. 15 touchdown passes, zero interceptions in December. He has a quarterback rating of 116.3. He did miss five games earlier because of that thumb. So this guy is on fire. What you also should know about Drew Brees, he's completing 70% of his passes against both zone and man coverage, the only quarterback to do so since week 11. What also scares me is that New Orleans has the number one defense against the run, so that's going to maybe slow down Dalvin Cook for Minnesota. But here's the one that really kills me. In his career, Cousins 0-15 outright and one 13-1 against the spread against teams that finished with at least 12 wins in the season. Saints won 13 this year. Man, I don't know how I can go with Minnesota. I still think it's going to be close. I guess I got to go with the Saints 30-27. They win by a field goal. You want to hear a crazy stat
6: courtesy of RJ Bell, uh, pregame.com, Vegas Insider, uh, who's on our network. I heard him say this. Kirk Cousins, 67% against the spread in the 1 o'clock Eastern window.
5: Wow.
6: And 33% in all other windows. Now, they're playing at 1 o'clock, but obviously the level of competition has stepped up from the normal 1 o'clock game. I'm with you, Arnie. I just look at the Saints. They've won 6 of 7. Their only loss during that run was to the 49ers on the last play of the game. Drew, just think about it just let's just sometimes it really is as simple just talk it out drew breeze superdome playoffs you're really gonna bet against them really really mm. Mm. so i'm with you i am taking the saints uh you know by by what are they about seven and a half at this point
5: um yeah about seven and a half eight and of course one other game philadelphia and seattle you know i've gone back and forth on this one but Seattle's just been injury plagued worse than Philadelphia. Look what's happened to their running backs, Rashawn Petty, Chris Carson, uh ProSize. Um, who else am I missing? I mean, they've they've lost so many players. They had to go ahead and, you know, reach for, you know, Marshawn Lynch for crying out loud. They're so banged up. Now, Philadelphia, they've got their injuries also, but Carson Wentz is playing so much better. Not that I think he's going to take him to a Super Bowl this year. I don't think that's going to happen. But with Philadelphia playing at home, and I know what they lost the first time around seventy-nine, I like Philadelphia in this game as the home one. I'm getting a point and a half. It's really a coin flip. I think I'm going to take the point and a half. I got Philadelphia winning nineteen sixty. So, Arnie, it's really interesting because I remember asking
6: you when we were filling in this week, I said it fe- it feels too obvious. It feels like everyone is in on the Seahawks. The Eagles had to back their way in, all that stuff. The more that I think about it this week, the more I'm leading with you, in part because did you hear what Bernie Fratto told us? He said this is the most one sided playoff game since 2003, Arnie wow, Spanier. Wow. Tom Brady had long hair. He was single at that point. <laughs> the Patriots <laughs> dynasty had just begun. So it's the same reason. I, I like the Eagles. They're at home, the Seahawks are banged up. And I'll say this Colin Coward's brought this point up a few times. People say Carson Wentz hasn't played a playoff game in his career. That's factually correct. These last two weeks have been playoff games to get to this point. That is true. It's true. I like Philly to win the
5: game outright
6: in advance in the playoff.
5: How, much, how come we're not bringing up home field a little bit more in this one, or does that not make a difference? It should make a, a big difference plus the travel for Seattle. It should make a difference
6: since Philly had a must-win game against the Cowboys two weeks ago, and they came through with it. And both teams are banged up. Philly's banged up too, but it's not like they're going up against a fully healthy whoever the Seahawks, you laid out all the injuries, Arnie. I think they're way more banged up than people realize
5: because we're so busy talking about the Eagles injuries. Carson Wentz, who has the most pressure in the playoffs tomorrow? It's got to be Carson Wentz, is it? Kirk Cousins. Yeesh, which one's got more? Kirk Cousins. You Kirk Cousins. So? I
6: mean, yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz, he's, you know, nobody thought they were going to be here a month ago. Uh, uh Kirk Cousins has to win one of these big games. And I just think he's in a bad spot. I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, if he has the performances that he's had, it's going to be the conversation all offseason. We know how much he's paid. And
5: I think he's got to win it. It's like one in one A. Um, thanks to the crew. Uh, thanks to Don, of course, our technical director, Eric Roberts, our producer today, DeSager on the updates. Coming up next, Bernie Fratto, Steve Fezzik, straight out of Vegas, the Vegas perspective on what's going to happen, which way the lines are moving and all that stuff. That's coming up next for my partner, Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier, and this is Fox Sports Radio.
0: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that!